BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The list reads like a who's who in racing. Cale Yarborough, Harry Gant, Benny Parsons, Dale Earnhardt, Tim Richmond, Jeff Bodine, Ricky Rudd, Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, Joe Rutman, David Pearson, and the list goes on. What do all these men have in common? Well, none of them have ever won the Talladega 500. But in the course of the next three hours, that situation could well change as Motor Racing Network is ready for the coverage of the 15th annual Talladega 500. From the Alabama International Motor Speedway in Talladega, Alabama, this is MRN, the Motor Racing Network, with coverage of the Talladega 500 NASCAR Winston Cup Series event. Well, a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone, under somewhat overcast skies. We welcome you to Talladega, Alabama, and the world's fastest speedway, the Alabama International Motor Speedway. I'm Eli Gold. I'll be alongside Barney Hall this afternoon as Barney continues to anchor the pre-race activities trackside prior to the 15th running of the Talladega 500. This is a race that, in addition to being an outstanding spectacle with speeds well over 200 miles an hour, it is also a race that over the years has catered to the underdog, the surprise winners. Names like Dave Marcus, Dick Brooks, Dick Brickhouse in years gone by, uh, an onward march for Ron Bouchard, and uh, well, in that famed finish just a few years ago, out dueling Terry Labonte and Darrell Walchip. The Talladega 500, you remember the old saying, it was 13 races, 13 faces. Well, Darrell Walchip spoiled that public relations credo last year by winning the Talladega for his second time. But this afternoon, a field of 40 cars strong set to fire their engines and just a short while, and as always on the Winston Cup Tour, built within this race are other individual races. We'll talk a good bit about the champion spark plug rookie of the year confrontation, the ongoing battle between a host of drivers, but for the time being, Bobby Allison and Darrell Waltrip, as they again battle their way through the Winston Cup points championship. We'll also take a look at what should be a thrilling start, as a number of the so-called hot dogs, if you will, drivers whose names are all near the top of the field. Well, they'll start all the way back through to 23rd and 24th starting position. Much is on the line this afternoon as the Talladega 500 comes your way shortly. At the Alabama International Motor Speedway, let's take a look at the 40-car starting lineup. Back in 40th position, Travis Tiller of Coburn, Virginia, the Intermountain Video System Chevrolet. Dick Skillen of Garner, North Carolina, starts 39th in the Trust Builders Pontiac. 38th position, J.D. McDuffie, Sanford, North Carolina, the Bailey Excavating Pontiac. 37th, Ronnie Thomas, Christiansburg, Virginia driver. New sponsor here for this race, the McCord Gaskets Pontiac. In 36th position, Dave Marcus, Skyland, North Carolina, the Hudson's Transmissions Unlimited car. 35th, Mike Potter of Johnson City, Tennessee, the Cam Farm, Larry's Nightclub Oldsmobile. 34th, Tommy Gale, Elizabeth, Pennsylvania driver. 
being sponsored by the Sunny King Ford and Honda dealership here in nearby Anniston, Alabama. Al Elmore, rookie driver, goes from 33rd spot from Bishopville, South Carolina, in the Aldrich Racing Chevrolet. 32nd, Morgan Shepard, Conover, North Carolina, the ACM Equipment Sales Buick. And Bobby Hillen, Jr. of Midland, Texas, goes 31st in the Trap Rock Industries Buick. Starting 30th, Billy Harvey, Rome, Georgia, and the Gray Racing Buick. Ken Reagan of Unadilla, Georgia, starts 29th in the Clinament Chevrolet. 28th, Cecil Gordon, South Hill, Virginia, the Gordon Racing Chrysler. And Bobby Wawak of Midland, North Carolina, starts 27th, the Superior Piping Chevrolet. Trevor Boys of Calgary, Alberta, Canada starts 26th, the Hilton McCaig Racing Chevrolet. 25th, Buddy Arrington, Martinsville, Virginia in the Racing Dodge. 24th, Bobby Allison of Hueytown, Alabama, the Miller High Life Buick. He'll start 24th. Alongside him, Harry Gant from Taylorsville, North Carolina, the Skull Bandit Buick. 22nd, Sterling Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, the Hesco Exhaust Systems Chevrolet, and Joe Rutman of Oak Borough, North Carolina starts the Levi Garrett Chevrolet in 21st. Well, as we go up through the field quickly. They're giving the indication one lap and they'll cut them loose as they head down for turn number one. 20th position, Jody Ridley of Chatsworth, Georgia. 19th starter, Ron Bouchard of Fitchburg, Mass. 18th will be Tim Richmond of Dooley, North Carolina. Ricky Rudd goes from 17th. He's from Chesapeake, Virginia. Grant Adcox of Chattanooga, Tennessee will be 16th. 15th is David Pearson of Spartanburg. Neil Bonnet of Bessemer, Alabama from 14th spot. Kyle Petty goes 13th from Ranama, North Carolina. His father, Richard, starts in 12th spot in car number 43 from Ranama, North Carolina. Lake Speed is in the 11th position out of Jackson, Mississippi. Darrell Walter, Franklin, Tennessee has 10th in the field. Jeff Bodine, Pleasant Garden, North Carolina in 9th position. Back in the 4th row in 8th position, Mark Martin of North Liberty, Indiana and Terry Labonte of Trinity, North Carolina. Starting fifth and sixth will be Dick Brooks of Albemarle, North Carolina, and Buddy Baker of Charlotte. And in the second row, Benny Parsons of Dale Earnhardt. Parsons out of Ellerbe, Earnhardt out of Lake Norman, North Carolina, up in Mooresville. And front row has Cale Yarber of Timmonsville, South Carolina, and Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia. That's the 40 starters as they get ready to cut them loose here this afternoon. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Field is heading over to turn three. Let's go to Mark Garrell. Well, they've just moved down off the back straightaway, about 3,600 feet long, into turn number three. They're all lined up very tightly now, packed two by two behind the Pontiac Trans Am pace car. They're starting to stretch out just a little bit right now, coming up to speed, heading for that green flag. They'll be coming down into the dogleg at about 120 miles an hour. As they cut them loose, they're moving to Dave Sutherland. And the fans along here and coming out of the fourth turn area down into the tribal, standing in anticipation of a great start as 40 these great race car drivers head to the start-finish line for today's Talladega 500. The grandstands are jammed. The infield is full here at the world's fastest speedway. Bill France Sr., who started it all back in the late 40s, is standing just outside our booth, sitting on an air conditioner, watching the start of this one here this afternoon. They are down to the line. The honorary starter, John Bill Meyer, ready to put them under green. He does. And ladies and gentlemen, the 15th Talladega 500 is underway as they scoop to turn four. They stack them four wide in the number one corner. Cale Yarborough jumps out from his pole position to take the lead, and moving right with him is Benny Parsons into the number two spot. Terry Lebron Body has jumped from seventh spot to claim third as they hammer through the 33-degree high banks and out onto the 3,600-foot backstretch for the first time. Yarborough leading Parsons out onto the shoot. 
Here comes that famed Talladega freight train running downhill like a runaway locomotive. Out on the point, it is Cale Yarborough diving to the inside. Three wide is Buddy Baker along with Dick Brooks and Dale Earnhardt. They're back there fighting for the number five spot. Yarborough leads the charge into turns three and four right behind him. It's Benny Parsons as they charge and come hammering down out of turn number four looking for the trial. Yarborough at the lead. The field stacking up behind him. It's Yarborough. Parsons making a move to the inside. Fans are on their feet to see who leads the first lap. In the dogleg, they come down. Parsons will slingshot underneath, and Benny Parsons will lead the first lap by a foot. They're back in turn one. Parsons making it look like the last lap here at Talladega as he tests out Cale Yarborough early on. Now Parsons is trapped down on the bottom of the racetrack, and Labonte has used that opening to squeeze into second spot. Parsons will try to get back in line third, and running in the fourth spot is Dale Earnhardt. Parsons is still hung out to dry on the inside as Dale Earnhardt closed up that gap. He takes over the number three spot. Labonte with a challenge now into turn number three, side by side, door handle to door handle with Cale Yarbrough. Labonte low, Yarbrough high, Labonte pushes the nose of his car into the lead in the 44, comes charging out of the turn, Yarbrough going second, Earnhardt through, and then in the fourth place, we've got a car sliding down inside, it's Neil Bonnet sliding across the apron, down low, another car up into the wall, sliding, the hood rips off, across in front of the back of the pack and sliding down, another car into the wall, and one more slamming into the back of the car that had spun, that was the Adcox car, we'll get back to the start-finish line. A hard crash in turn number four in the Talladega 500. They has left at least five, possibly six cars strewn down the racetrack as two cars went into the wall. One car came down on the grass, and we are under caution for the first time this afternoon at Talladega, Alabama. Let's go back to turn four. What happened was that the Neil Bonnet car, it appeared, got low in the turn, went sliding through the apron, stayed down on the apron. A couple of cars got backed up behind him. Now along the wall, down near Pit Road, we have Travis Tiller in the wall. Mike Potter has pulled away from the accident along with Dave Marcus. Billy Harvey is in the inside retaining wall. Tommy Gale got a shot into the back of the Grant Adcox car, which is also on the inside retaining wall. And we have one other car. It looks like the Dick Skillen automobile up against the outside retaining wall coming off turn number four. Safety crews are on the scene immediately as the track goes into a yellow condition. The field coming out of turn number four, and quite a few of them, I'm sure, will be going out of pit road. There is debris all over the racetrack in the fourth turn area. Again, it started when Neil Bonnet had problems coming out of that fourth corner and slid down on the apron of the track. Dick Skillen definitely is involved in it. Dave Marcus had some sheet metal damage on his car. Grant Adcox has some damage. Barney, I'd and like we to believe that Mike Potter's car is also involved. Let's go back to Dave Sutherland. I'd like to report that Adcox got the worst of it. He got hit the wall and then got rear-ended by uh, the 64 car of Tommy Gale. Both those drivers are out of the car and conferring right now. They've got their arms around each other and talking. So those drivers are okay. And uh, Travis Tiller saw his coming and got out of the way. We also need to report that Bobby Waywalk was in that. He's gone on to pit road and is getting some sheet metal and tire work done now quite a few of the drivers have elected to come out of pit road and as we said a moment ago when you have a crash of this magnitude with that many cars involved and pieces flying all over the racetrack as it did up in the turn four area just about everybody will elect to come on to pit road and check over the tires make sure they didn't cut anything down or pick up anything underneath the car let's go to jerry punch well, Barney, that's the case exactly. Uh, both the Bobby Allison efforts and Harry Gant, the crews looking over the tires. There were no tire changes. They did change right side rubber on David Pearson's Chattanooga 2 Chevrolet. Likewise, Jody Ridley, uh, Kyle Petty, Benny Parsons, and now Tim Richmond just now going by us. He changed right side rubber as well. Those cars electing to change tires. As you said, most of the crews will take a good look at all four tires because of the debris up in turn four but only a few crews looking to change right side rubber. Working the fourth lap of 188, 
that will make up the distance. And Eli Gold, you have all the cars and the drivers that were involved in that. Right, Grant Cox, Tommy Gale, Mike Potter, Neil Bonnet, Dr. Dick Skillen, and Dave Marcus. And a good bit of repair being worked on. Dave Marcus, as has been reported, some left front damage. But uh, at this moment, uh, they'll wait and see which of those cars will be able to continue. Last year's race, there were some 10 cars on the lead lap, and it all came down to a finish. And this year's field, seemingly even more equal to that of last year's, Barney. If you weren't going 190 miles an hour, uh, you barely, by the skin of your teeth, got into the field for this weekend. The last two starters, Dick Skillen and Travis Tiller, at nearly 190, 199 plus. Well, it took a quick speed to just make it into the starting lineup in the first day of qualifying here with 20 drivers getting in. Some of the big names in the sport did not make it in that first round of qualifying, including Joe Rutman and Bobby Allison and Harry Gant. They ran a respectable qualifying speed, still didn't get in. We'll ask Bill Bowser to stand by in the garage area. Some of those drivers, they'll be bringing some of those cars back to the garage area, and if any of the drivers come in his vicinity, we'd like to get a word with them and find out what triggered the accident up there. For a report on the condition of the track and how cleanup operations are coming along, let's go back to turn four and Dave Sutherland. At the present moment, they're towing the Neil Bonnet car away from the scene. The uh, car of Grant Adcock still sits up against the outside retaining wall. Serious, serious damage to the rear and front. He, he, uh, he has been taken off to the uh, track hospital for a quick checkover. The Tommy Gale car still needs to be towed from the scene, and they're now just pulling Dr. Dick Skillen's car down off the banking and onto the infield area. So that is the situation up in turn number four, and most of the field has been in and out of the pits. After that round of pit stops, Terry Labonte is being posted as the leader. Dale Earnhardt has moved up to the second spot. Cale Yarbrough is third. Jeff Bodine is fourth. And I think the story in the race today, actually, there's going to be two stories. One will be, will there be an, another new face in victory lane for the Talladega 500? The odds of it happening? Pretty good here. There's at least 10 of the very top teams that have never won this race. The second story of the race would have to be the young teams, the young drivers, the young crew chiefs who just keep asserting themselves week after week after week, and their day has to come shortly. You'd have to think so. We talked about it during the pit road preview broadcast yesterday afternoon. Teams like Jeff Bodine and Bill Elliott, the Joe Rutman crew, is chomping at the bit, and his car has been running well here this weekend. That plus the list that we gave the folks at the outset of the broadcast, including Yarbrough and Harry Gant, Benny Parsons, Dale Earnhardt, and of course one of the cars that's been one of the strongest here all weekend, that is Terry Labonte. He's currently at the point. Eli, this is Bill Bowser in the garage, and we have Dr. Dick Skillen with us. Uh, Dr. Skillen, it was uh, really rough up in that corner for a while. It was. Uh, it was quite dusty. The visibility was extremely poor. I had to my, hit my brakes quite hard to uh, avoid J.D. McDuffie, and, and in correcting, once I got J by J.D., uh, these cars turn left very well. They don't turn right as well. And I got sideways and just got up in the wall by myself, but I'm perfectly all right. Did you see it happening in front of you? I couldn't see much of the accident for the dust, frankly. My main objective was to get around J.D. without hitting him. And You're out for the day? You're out for the day? I'm certainly out for the day, yes. Dr. Skillen, see you again sometime on the circuit. Thank you. Thank you. At the world's fastest speedway, we're working the first caution of the day. It came out on the second lap when trouble broke out up in turn number four. Neil Bonnet apparently getting in trouble up there, skidding down on the apron of the track. It looked... As we were watching it from here, that something either might have broke, he possibly could have even lost an engine because a couple of cars came flying in right behind him and went into the outside wall. And Bonnet was the first in that accident to kind of trigger things up there that involved about five or six cars that suffered little sheet metal damage. Again, Grant Adcox coming out the worst as far as his car. It went almost headlong into the wall, did considerable damage to it. Mike Potter, the Johnson City, Tennessee driver, also involved. You heard Dick Skillen talk with...
Bill Bowser just a moment ago in the garage says he's all right, but he did spin the car out, put it out for the day, and Dave Marcus also had some sheet metal damage on his car, and hopefully we can get a word with Neil Bonnet. We understand he has been walking around the garage area, so those are the drivers involved. A couple other drivers got some minor sheet metal damage just coming through out of that corner as traffic was skittering everywhere to avoid the accident. We're working now the seventh lap of the Talladega 500. One thing that I know a lot of folks have been talking about prior to the race is what the conditions were going to be here today because habitually in Alabama the last weekend of July first weekend in August it's simply stifling with temperatures in the 90s and humidity in the 90s but not today race uh, time conditions some 81 degrees a 70 percent humidity reading so all in all not all that bad for racing today there's a fairly decent overcast at times so it's made for a good frame of mind going into today's race because a lot of drivers were concerned about the conditions coming in From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Dave Despain over in turn number one, even though we had only a couple of laps under green, they were really getting down with the program coming through your area. Indeed, Barney. This is my first opportunity to watch the Talladega 500 from over here in turn two, and we've seen it from every corner now. I think this is perhaps the most exciting spot to watch it. When those cars come off turn two and head down that backstretch, I think here, as much as anywhere, you really capture that feeling of 200 mile an hour speed, and you also appreciate how quickly things can go wrong when somebody spins in the middle of that pack. A good run for Labonte, who got a hot start, came out of seventh starting spot to quickly take the lead. I think he's definitely one of the cars to watch today, along with Cale Yarborough, who sat on the pole and has never won the race. When we get back to green, it's going to be a good one. Well, they're all wondering what will happen if Labonte and Yarborough can get hitched up. We talked about that with a number of folks in the garage area this morning, Barney. I talked with Dale Inman, who, of course, uh, is the crew chief on the Terry Labonte car, and I also posed the question to Cale Yarborough. Predictably, everybody said we're not going to see the kind of a hookup that, for instance, can make a mockery of things. Nobody really expected, as the field gets the one-to-go signal now, no one really expected that Terry Labonte would be able to pull away to even a 10-second advantage that he enjoyed for a while at Daytona, because whereas Daytona has turned and more of a handling track now. Of course, with the high speeds, this racetrack here, although handling is important, it is still more of a brute power, brute force racetrack, and no one really expects to see a pullaway of any sort. I don't Eli think Gold, we're go sta ahead. standing by in the pits here with Tim Brewer, the crew chief for Tim Richmond. Tim, uh, what was the problem with Tim Richmond? Well, right now, Jerry, you know, we kind of got hung in a situation. Richmond got something in his eye, and, uh, you know, we think we got it out, but it pretty much cut the surface up of the eye. So, uh, you know, we had him get out, and Neil, he was good enough to come down and kind of relief a little bit, and, you know, maybe Richmond, he can get back in the car later on. If not, though, you know, I guess Neil, he can handle it for us. That's a story from the old Milwaukee pits. Well, as we said earlier, if there's any way Tim Richmond can get back in the car, you can bet your bottom dollar that's exactly where he wants to be. Field will have a single file restart. They will start them, not a double file, but a single file. They're over in turn three. Well, right now the cars are strung out, as you mentioned. Nose the tail heading up in turn number three behind the pace car. Dave Despain just talked about the sense of speed down this back straightaway this afternoon in the draft. They will approach speeds anywhere from 202. Some drivers think as much as 205 miles an hour. And they've been rolling down here like a freight train moving downhill in these first few green laps that we've had. We're looking forward to that again as they get set moving into turn four now. 
They move to Dave Sutherland's position in the turn four area. Well, the fans all come to their feet again in anticipation of this start as they come to their feet. They're about ready to break open the dam and let the field run loose again as they work it away into the trioval to restart. Harold Kinder looks them over just as they hit the dog leg of the track here at Alabama, and he waves the green, and they waste no time in coming back to 180 miles an hour. Labonte and gets a pretty good jump on the rest of the field as he heads off to turn one. Earnhardt picks up the draft. Earnhardt comes right with Labonte, and they've opened up about a 10-car-length separation on K.O. Yarborough. In four spot away back is Jeff Bodine. Then comes Bill Elliott and Buddy Baker in the Thunderbird draft as they set it up. A seven-car gaggle of cars behind them as Labonte leads the charge down the back stretch. The battle is for that number six and seven spot right now and it's a dogfight with seven cars wrapped up two and three wide as they thunder down the back straightaway. Richard Petty is in front of Darrell Walter. Ricky Rudd tucked in behind him as he tries to chase down the leaders. Now your leaders, Labonte and Earnhardt finding that draft beginning to close in. Cale Yarbrough, the first of the cars, coming in close onto the bumper of Earnhardt as they come off the fourth turn and head into the trioval area. Your leader is Labonte. Field tries to break away the front three, try to get away from everyone else, and Labonte is pulling him around at about 202 miles an hour. They're down to the line. Labonte in front. Earnhardt inches back in second spot. Cale Yarbrough's trying to catch that draft. He's a car length off their back in one. As Labonte and Earnhardt poke a hole in the wind, Cale Yarbrough has suffered right up into challenging position. He is currently in third spot. What was a 10-car interval is now one length as the lead trio have broken away. Right now behind that lead trio, nine cars with Jeff Bodine in that number four spot. He has lost the draft. Now people are tucking in behind him. Buddy Baker drops to the inside with some help from Bill Elliott. They've jumped by Bodine to take over the fourth and fifth spots. This is a track where hard chargers do it, and Buddy Baker's one of the hardest chargers in the bunch, and he's got Neil, uh, Bill Elliott right behind him. Bodine going in the sixth spot right now. Your leader is still Labonte with Earnhardt making a challenge. Prior to the caution flag, it was a draft of some 29 cars. Now the front three can check their rear view mirrors and nine or ten more following quite closely, trying to tighten it up at a turn number one. Your leader continues to be Terry Labonte. That's an impressive three-car draft, three very strong cars out front, and they love this situation as they begin to stretch it out over the Buddy Baker and Bill Elliott uh, charge coming behind. It is still Labonte, Earnhardt, and Yarborough on the back stretch. Eight cars try to track them down, and they're closing in as now Yarborough took a peek to the inside, heading for turn number three, but he's decided to tuck it in behind Earnhardt and Labonte as Baker now, along with Elliott and Bodine, starts to break away from the rest of the pack. Another three-car dash trying to chase down your lead cars, but Terry Labonte remains strong at front with Earnhardt glued to his back bumper. Yarborough about a car length behind Earnhardt. Then it's about 20 car lengths back to Buddy Baker. Two of the fastest cars are in that lead pack, Cale Yarborough and Terry Labonte, and right in the meat in that sandwich will be Dale Earnhardt as he rides the draft. But the rest of the field is beginning to close that interval as they hit turn one again. Three drivers who have never won this race running up front. Buddy Baker, the most successful driver ever at Talladega, is back in four spots, scratching his head and trying to figure out how to lead that trio, run them down from behind as Elliott chases him along with Bodine. A couple of drivers just out of the top ten and on the charge. Joe Rutman of Upland, California, the Levi Garrett Chevrolet, and the Miller Highlight Duke of Bobby Allison. They're both on the move and running strong towards the front of the pack. The gap narrows between Buddy Baker in third place, Cale Yarbrough as they wheel their way through turn three and dive into turn four. Now they come rocketing off into the short shoot before the tri-oval. Earnhardt looks to the inside, and so does Yarborough. That last lap, 202.225 miles an hour. Your leader across the start-finish line, Terry Labonte. Ahead of Dale Earnhardt, Cale Yarbrough, Buddy Baker, Bill Elliott, and Jeff Bodine. 18 laps on the scoreboard here at Talladega. 
It's getting hot up front for the lead of Talladega in turn three. Buddy Baker drops inside with Carol Yarborough's push. They get by Dale Earnhardt, who took the lead just a lap ago. Earnhardt is third, Labonte is fourth. Well, Buddy Baker's gone hunting and hunted down that lead trio, and now he is starting to pull away from Cale Yarborough. He's got three car lengths on him, coming down the short chute. Earnhardt goes third, Labonte fourth, and Elliott fifth. An 11 car shoestring as they try to go from 11th to first position. It can happen here at the world's fastest racetrack. Baker says, let's flex the muscles of the 21 car for a while. They chase him into turn one, can't do anything with him there. What a charge Buddy and the rest of that draft put on as they reeled in the three front runners. Yarborough and company had about a second and a half on him. Out of nowhere came Buddy Baker to rip through that pack and take the lead. It is Baker, Yarborough, Earnhardt, Labonte down the backstretch. Ricky Rudd got caught on the inside as they exited turn number two and he's caught out there with nobody to dance with as Yarborough will make a bid for the lead into turn number three. Earnhardt is pushing him in the draft. He takes it side by side with Baker up into the turn. Yarborough gets a little help from Dale Earnhardt and they both sweep underneath the Buddy Baker automobile to take over the lead for Earnhardt goes second, Yarbrough first, Baker is kicked back to third, running in fourth is Labonte, and back in fifth is Bill Elliott. Bodine goes sixth. After the moment, nobody making a move behind Jeff Bodine, who holds down the sixth spot. Seventh, tightening it up is Darrell Waltrip. Richard Petty is eighth, Lake Speed ninth, Mark Martin is tenth. They're in turn one. With Waltrip running in seventh spot, Bobby Allison is back in sixteenth position. That is the race for the Grand National Championship for the third year in a row. Allison from a bad qualifying position, stuck way back in the draft as Yarborough takes him out onto the backstretch. Lake Speed challenging Richard Petty for that number eight spot. He ducks to the inside as they come out of turn number two. He will not get it. He'll have to tuck in beside him. Speed with a third place finish the last time they raced here in May. It looks like we have a change in the lead. Dale Earnhardt this time slips underneath Cale Yarbrough. Buddy Baker goes with him. Yarbrough's kicked back to third, and those lead threesome continue to swap places. Earnhardt at the point right now, a car length ahead of the Buddy Baker car. As Earnhardt leads that 11-car draft back into the trial, well, the situation stabilizes for the moment. Let's go to Jerry Punch on pit road. We've got Travis Tiller with us here. Travis, uh, what was your involvement in that uh, little melee up in turn four? Well, I, all, I looked up, and there was uh, smoke just boiling up, and cars in every direction. Uh, between both walls it was blocked and uh, as I came uh, came through uh, I thought I'd al already gotten all the way through and then uh, Grant Edcock he came off in the wall and right across in front of me and I tagged him and uh, Billy Harvey and I don't know who else and then I went into the inside wall but you're okay Travis uh, yes I'd like to tell everybody back home I'm okay this car is tore up that's Travis Tiller out over here at Talladega NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn? Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws? If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Dale Yarborough, Dale Earnhardt, and Buddy Baker playing tag at about 202 miles an hour over in turn two. Field is momentarily split. The lead draft now seven and four with Yarborough leading the way down the backstretch. Right now, one car to give a call to is Lake Speed and the Uno Chevrolet. He's been picking up spots one after another as Earnhardt makes a bid for the lead with Yarborough. They're side by side as they duck into that 33 degree banking. Lead draft leapfrog continues, and this time it's Earnhardt who swaps places with Cale Yarborough. Takes it way low in turn number four, almost down to the apron to get a little bit away from that draft. And Earnhardt is pulling away by two car lengths with the rest of the draft with Yarborough, Baker, and Elliott closing in. Some of the hardest drivers in the business are right at the front of the pack right now. Earnhardt is a toughie. He won't give you any 
anything. Neither will Baker, neither will Kale. Bill Elliott is in fourth. They're back in turn one. That squabble for the lead looks like a bunch of 10-year-olds scuffling over a prize marble out there. One of the biggest prizes in stock car racing, the Talladega 500. And right now it's Earnhardt who has his sight set on it. He's got two car lengths on Buddy Baker with Kale Yarbrough close behind. Everybody up, lines up single file down the back straightaway. Now three cars jump out of line. It's Buddy Baker, Kale Yarbrough, and Terry Labonte. They bid to kick to Dale Earnhardt back into that number four spot. Baker will take the lead into the turn. Back up the ladder they come, and this time it's Buddy Baker going to the point. Yarbrough stays in second. Earnhardt drops back to third. Still running in fourth is Terry Labonte. Elliott runs fifth right now, and Jeff Bodine is sixth. That draft is tightening up. The, the about seven or eight cars that were running along a second and a half behind a moment ago are beginning to sniff out the draft, catch on to the tail end of the lead, and Cale Yarbrough is beginning to slide back a little bit. He's out there all by himself. We'll watch him around the racetrack. When you're running door to door, you're going to lose some ground. But Dave Despain, he's losing a bunch. He's losing a bunch indeed. He went to the inside, tried to make a move, and now Kale can't find a place to get back in line. I think he's in trouble. The car has slowed. Yarborough is definitely off the pace on the backstretch. He moves down off the racing surface, or at least the fast lane. Everybody's going by him. He's now back 11th or 12th spot. Benny Parsons going by David Pearson. He's only doing about 150 miles an hour right now. Racing full bore at Talladega, you've got to be an Iron Man, and it can wear you down. This time it has to the Yarborough car, but still out front. It's Buddy Baker, Dale Earnhardt, and Terry Labonte as they sweep down the short shoot. Cale Yarborough on the apron of the track will be heading on pit road. We'll watch the car and see if they put it out there and try to re make repairs on it or if he makes the turn into the garage. Here he is in the pits. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Well, Marty Hall, we saw Waddell Wilson and the Hardy's crew begin to prepare for Cale as soon as Dave Despain said he was slowing down over in turns one and two. Waddell holds up four fingers, motions Cale away from the wall, and it will probably change four tires. Kale is motioning to Waddell through the window. The Hardy's car now up on the jack on the right side. Costly time under the green. They're adding the second can of Union 76 racing gasoline. They have two right side tires on. Dropping down off the jack, they will come around and Kale will go on out of the pits with only a right side tire change. Yarborough comes back down pit road as the field heads up to turn number three. He'll remain on the lead lap, but it's going to be a costly pit stop for him as they work into the dog leg and bring it back down. Still about 12 cars right up in that lead pack. 27 laps complete in the fastest race in the world, the Talladega 500. Down to the line. Leader right now, Baker. Earnhardt rides second. A couple of Fords up front. They're back in turn one. And as they come to turn one, Yarborough in danger of being caught as the draft comes hammering around at close to 200 miles an hour. Kale is still trying to get back up to speed. The pole sitter, a hard luck driver here at Talladega, right at the tail end of the lead lap. It's Baker out front, then Earnhardt, then Labonte, with Elliott and Bodine in pursuit. Everybody stays single file down the back straightaway, working on a little bit slower traffic of Buddy Arrington, Baker, Earnhardt, Labonte, right now battling to that number seven spot, Darrell Walter, and Mark Martin going at it heavy in turn three. Since they got turned loose, finally, they has one of the few laps that they haven't traded places up front. Buddy Baker still leads the charge and about 200 yards ahead of him is Cale Yarbrough. It's Baker, Earnhardt, and Labonte. Barney, we have Tim Richmond in the garage area. Tim, something in your eye. Yeah, when, we, when the caution came out, uh, when we slowed down, some air started coming in the race car, and a lot of uh, dirt and grit went right into my left tire for some reason, and, and it, we couldn't get it out with me in the race car, so we put Neil in it, and I went to the hospital, and they finally did get everything out. And the reason I'm not getting back in right now, they put some kind of antiseptic or something there, and it's numbed my eye and made it swell a little bit, and I can't really, I don't feel like both of them's working together. It's not hurting, but it, it just don't feel like I've got the right function over my eye right now, and, and this is not the racetrack to get in without both eyes working. Well, Tim, are you still going to try if it's possible? Yeah, the doc here, uh, Richard Petty's uh, doctor from Duke here, says that I can get back in the race car, and this thing should wear off in about 15 minutes, but we're going to wait till it does wear off, and I do feel right before I get back in. Neil looks like he's bringing it up there and doing a good job with it, so 
Uh, we're just going to wait here and sit tight and see what happens. Jim Richmond, ready to get back in the action. Back Richmond, the ready to get back at it. We're 20, let's make that 30 laps into the event here at the Alabama International Motor Speedway. Buddy Baker takes that choo-choo train down the back straightaway and up into turn number three. They're all lined up nose to tail. Back there, speaking of the Tim Richmond car now being driven by Neil Bonnet. He's already up to 12, hooking up with Ron Bouchard. They're making their way to the front. And as they make their way to the front, the front is making its way quickly around the racetrack with Buddy Baker at the point. Earnhardt sitting back there right now just watching. Labonte sticks his nose out to breathe the car. And if you're wondering as to how Harry Gant and Bobby Allison are running, they are back in 21st and 18th respectively after a start back in row number 12. The field single file into turn number one. Cale Yarbrough trying to hang on to that tail end of the lead lap. Darrell Waltrip has also dropped a bit off the pace. He was as high as 7th, is now back in 10th, and about 10 car lengths behind the back end of that draft, which is led by Buddy Baker with Earnhardt, then Labonte, and Elliott. Yarbrough's out front cutting the air all by himself, and that trio of cars, that string of eight cars behind him right now starting to close in. He needs a yellow flag as Baker is just about 100 yards away. The lead draft charging away right now. No one seeing able to make a move as the space between cars gets a little bit wider. They're not running nose to tail now. It's about a car length for each position as they work their way back through the field. Nine cars in that lead draft, and the story might be here very quickly. They're catching Cale Yarborough, who made the unscheduled pit stop. They're less than two seconds behind him, and he's going to try and remain on that lead lap. We'll follow that in a moment. Cale Yarborough has just gone a lap down, but he's only one space back of the lead car. They're back in turn one. Yarborough, after cutting down a tire, slowing and making a pit stop, became the lonely fox at the tail end of the lead draft. A hungry pack of 200-mile-an-hour hounds have hunted him down. Buddy Baker has lapped Cale Yarborough, who's now second on the racetrack. Well, we all were standing in the Cale Yarborough pitch with crew chief Waddell Wilson. Waddell, what's the problem with Kale? Well, we cut down a right rear tire and uh, unfortunately, you know, we had to stop and change it and it's got us right now and, you know, we're in the lap down accident to Baker, so hoping that, you know, a caution will come out and we'll be able to get back by him and get back in the same lap. But the car is running okay right now as far as the agent's concerned? Well, the car seems to be running fine. Okay, that's the comment from Waddell Wilson, crew chief for Cale Yarbrough. Cale Yarbrough is not about to give up his space on the racetrack. As we said, he's only one car back of the leader. If a caution comes out, you can bet he'll make a run for it. If he gets another chance, he will. The field is back in turn two. Looking to the top side of Buddy Baker, Yarbrough finds no place to go. Tucks back in behind. Earnhardt second in the race, third in the running order. Fourth is Labonte, fifth Bill Elliott, sixth Jeff Bodine. They're all lined up in a string formation down the back straightaway. Now Earnhardt drops out of line. He's trying to get in front of the Cale Yarbrough car. He's tried to delay. Last three laps, he hasn't been successful as Yarbrough continues to cling to the bumper of Baker. Earnhardt slides underneath Yarbrough, slips in behind Buddy Baker. Now he tucks his nose down low, coming off turn number four, but he'll slide back in line. Yarbrough now second in line, and Earnhardt's heading for pit road. So Dale Earnhardt is off the pace, and he does not make the left-hand turn onto pit road. So a problem on the Wrangler entry, car number 15. We were just talking about Dale Earnhardt up here in the tower, taking a unique line through the trioval. But everybody going by right now, and there's a problem on the Dale Earnhardt car. Earnhardt is off the pace, down on the apron of the track. He could not get on pit road at that time. Whatever the problem was, the speed was just too great coming off the corner. No way to get down there. And now Jeff Bodine is slowing down in turn two. Bodine apparently losing power in the middle of turns two and three. A big scramble as all the leaders tried to get by. Bodine slowing on the back stretch. Everybody else is by clean. Big three or four cars wide moving down the back straightaway. Bobby Allison starting to make his way up to the field along with Ron Bouchard and Kyle Petty. They're beside Darrell Waltrip. Well, now instead of having a whole ream of race cars breathing down his next, Buddy Baker pulls down. It could be pit stop time as Yarbrough will move past Baker and Elliott. Head on to pit road in their fours. 
it probably will be pit stop time because that caution came out on the second lap. Some of the cars came in, topped off the fuel tank at that time, went back out, and about 30 to 32, 34 laps will be around the maximum. They would try to stretch it here at Talladega. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Well, here are the Fords in Barney Hall. Buddy Baker in the Valvoline Ford getting serviced on the right side with the Wood Brothers changing two right side tires. Likewise, Bud Moore's crew working on the Wrangler Jeans Ford of Dale Earnhardt. Both those cars running. We might mention Dick Brooks just made a pit stop, a good pit stop for the Chameleon Sunny King Honda Ford crew, but Brooks, the car stalled off the jack, and it cost him some valuable time. They had to push that car down pit road. Earnhardt's down and away, 16 and a half seconds, 15.8 seconds for Baker. Here comes Bill Elliott back onto the racetrack also. So the three Fords will come off pit road together, and they had some phenomenal speeds here yesterday in that final drafting session at well over 200 miles an hour. And all three of the Fords, Buddy Baker, Bill Elliott, and Dale Earnhardt will link up in a draft as they get back onto the racetrack. We'll see more pit stops coming in here in just a minute. Everybody talked about the qualifying efforts of the Fords as activity continues on pit road. And think how Elliott started second in the Ford. Earnhardt started fourth. And Dick Brooks started fifth. Buddy Baker started sixth. So four of the top six in the Ford products is Jeff Bodine. And the Gatorade entry is off pit road back on his way. They show 39 laps on the scoreboard. And for the moment... Neil Bonnet driving the Tim Richmond entry, currently being posted as the lead automobile, but that car also having to make a pit stop, so those situations will obviously jumble. Lake Speed on and off pit road, but across the start-finish line, Buddy Baker and Bill Elliott continuing with a two-car draft. They have pulled away from Dale Earnhardt, who has not been able to maintain a tight hold on that situation. So the front two right now on the back straightaway, that tight draft of Buddy Baker showing the way to Bill Elliott, and those two cars, as we said, found out that they could hook up and take off. They're doing just that. Well, the 88 car, the Gatorade machine of Jeff Bodine, dropped off the pace a moment ago. There's a very good possibility that he could have run out of fuel. He comes onto pit road. They make a routine pit stop, dump some Union 76 gasoline in the car, and he is back on the speedway, just passing right now, and he is up to race speed. We had wondered a moment ago why Terry Labonte kind of dropped back in the draft a little bit and let some of the Ford products move up there when it got a little ticklish up in the front of the pack. Labonte told me yesterday that in the early going, he's not going to get up there and extend the car, maybe hang it out, chunk it in a hole going in the corner, or somewhere do something to it to keep from finishing it's really not you know because uh, you can't take a chance halfway through the race that might knock you out because uh, you know you've got to be around at the finish if you're gonna if you're gonna win the race or finish good at the Alabama International Motor Speedway, we're 44 laps into the world's fastest race, the Talladega 500 this afternoon. It's been a dandy, that one caution flag up in turn number four in the early going on the second lap. And again, if you joined us late, Neil Bonnet blew an engine up there, put several cars in the wall trying to get through the melee and the pieces that fell off the car, Grant Adcox, Mike Potter, Dick Skillen, Dave Marcus, and Bobby Walwack. And Dave Marcus is standing by in the garage area right now with Bill Bowser. Dave, it was a short afternoon for you. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things, I guess. Uh, I, I seen Neil's engine blow, and I backed out of it uh, in plenty of time to clear everything. And uh, Grant Adcox come running by me, running wide open, and just, you know, he run up in there and seen Neil sliding. There was a lot of smoke, and uh, I guess he panicked and jammed on the brakes, got out of shape. And two or three other cars run by. They're not looking where they're going and just got up in there. And, you know, at this speed, when you hit the brake, there's just really nothing you can do. The tire slides, and once you slide the tire, that's it. You're in a spin, and... Uh, you know, the guys just ain't looking far enough ahead. Uh, if one guy sees it, sees it all happening, the rest of them behind ought to be watching, see it also. Your car's in the garage with the hood up and the crew underneath. You think you'll get back? Well, we thought we could, and we worked on the front end. We got that squared away, and 
I went back out and the oil temperature started picking up. And so what happened now is a push rod is broken. And now that you don't have the mushroom lifter anymore, when a push rod breaks, uh, the lifter comes up out of the hole because it doesn't have that mushroom base anymore. And had I had a mushroom lifter in there now, the lifter would not come up out of the hole and I'd be able to finish on seven cylinders. But we can look down in the hole and see the lifter laying down in the oil gallery. So there's really nothing we can do about it. Just load it up and get ready to go to Michigan. Dave Marcus from the garage. Dave Marcus, one of the hard-charging independents who puts 110% into his efforts every time he goes racing. He's through for the day here at Talladega. Right now, the leader is Tim Richmond's car, and Neil Bonnet is the driver with 46 laps on the board. Ron Bouchard, who pitted on about lap number 14, is still out there running. He is being posted in the second position. As the field kind of stabilizes and strings out around here for a moment, we'll have a moment to visit with Bob O'Deer, who was the grand marshal for today's race. Had to be a thrill to be down here for, to watch the start of this thing. It certainly was, Barney. I'm just thrilled at the honor that the track has given me. And as I said, uh, you know, I really think it's it's a, really should be given to all the people at Wrangler. Well, your car, I know somewhere over in that Wrangler lounge a minute ago, you had to come out of the chair because Ironhead, as we affectionately call your driver, really came up through the pack in a hurry, went right to the front, and he's still in there running strong. He certainly is. The Fords are really performing well today, and uh, Dale, of course, is just a charger all the time. Well, let's hope he can have a little good luck here. They had some very good fortune up at Nashville, Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. I think the team can see daylight. I know you visited with Bud Moore and the team all this week. They're in much better spirits. I think there's an enthusiasm there I haven't seen in a long time. Well, that's right, and uh, I think uh, it's due in great part to what Ford is now doing. Uh, they're really trying to help. Well, I hope he can win this one. The Fords are strong here this afternoon. Bob, thanks for taking a moment to stop by. I know you want to get back and watch the action. That's a fact. Thank you, Barney. Bob O'Deer, the vice president of Bluebell Incorporated up in Greensboro, North Carolina, the folks who make the Wrangler jeans, and Dale Earnhardt here this afternoon, their representative in the Talladega 500. Here at the Alabama International Motor Speedway, for the moment, everything has stabilized. Benny Parsons just in and out of pit road, making his scheduled pit stop. Other activities continuing uh, in making pit stops a short while ago. Ron Bouchard, a number of the cars came in earlier. Bouchard, as we had mentioned in passing, did not pit until just prior to the restart after that lengthy caution earlier in the race. That's what enabled him to stay on the racetrack a bit longer. Neil Bonnet driving in relief for Tim Richmond on and off pit road. So too Ron Bouchard. 49 laps complete at Talladega right now. The Talladega 500. Been a good one thus far. A lot of unscheduled pit stops have cost some drivers. A moment ago, Benny Parsons came right back in. Let's go for an update on that to Jerry Punch. We have word from Leo Jackson that Parsons crew chief that uh, Benny came in about four laps ago and said that there was a vibration on the right side of the car. He thinks maybe a tire equalized. He came back in. They have since changed right side tires. An unscheduled stop under the green. The car evidently running okay right now. The leader, Buddy Baker, takes the field over into turn two in front of Dave Despain. Tight three-car draft. Baker, Labonte, and Bill Elliott all hooked up as they move down the backstretch. Right now, they'll be coming up on some slower traffic. Dick Brooks, Benny Parsons, J.D. McDuffie. Right behind the lead trio, two cars that have hooked up in a tight draft. Dale Earnhardt and Joe Rutman, Bobby Allison, Richard Petty, and Neil Bonnet also trying to chase down the leaders. Buddy Baker and Terry Labonte have swapped places a couple of times. Right now, Baker at the point in that three-car draft with Terry Labonte in the middle and Bill Elliott sitting in third place. 
front three right now broken away from the rest of the field as they work in the dog leg here and come down to the start finish line. At Talladega, the start finish line is located almost going into the first corner, about three or four hundred yards from that first turn. Baker is the leader. Labonte rides second. Bill Elliott's third. Earnhardt is being posted as the fourth place car. Joe Rutman would be fifth. Bobby Allison sixth. Richard Petty seventh. The leaders are off turn two. About four seconds from that lead trio back to the two-car draft of Earnhardt and Rutman, who started 21st and has moved all the way to fifth. Right now we have five or six slower cars down the back straightaway, so everybody will stay single file. They're tucked in very tightly, and Earnhardt and Rutman continue to work on the lead cars and cut down that distance. Well, if Joe Rutman continues his charge from where he started today, he might be a candidate for the Chameleon Change Award at the end of the race, but right now he's got to get past the Dale Earnhardt car and catch the lead threesome. Back here at Talladega, those front three cars back across the start-finish line. Buddy Baker showing the way to Terry Labonte and Bill Elliott. A lot of folks say the best way to do it here at Talladega is to stay out front as much as you can. Others say run in second place, maybe third. Take advantage of that draft and just hang on and take the free ride. How about it, Buddy Baker? Will you try and lead as much as you can? Well, I've always found that the place to be is near the front because the slower cars are looking for the lead car when he comes up. Flagman's working for you. Uh, there's so many things that being up near the front, I feel, are beneficial. You get back in the pack, you, of course, you're running with people that you're not used to racing with. And uh, also, uh, when you start to pass, if they know you're running bad, then they race you and makes it even tougher yet. The place to be is un near the front all the time for me. I, I, I feel more comfortable in first or second or third than I do anywhere else on the racetrack. And when he gets into first, he's awfully hard to get out. Baker is leading the field around Talladega right now as he scoots him back into the number one corner. Labonte rides in the third, make that the second spot. Then it's Bill Elliott. The rest of the field beginning to close up a little bit, Dave Despain. That the interval is tightening back to the fourth and fifth place cars of Earnhardt and Rutman. And right behind them come Richard Petty and Neil Bonnet, making that a four-car draft. Right now, Neil Bonnet is the car on the charge, subbing for Tim Richmond. He is hooked up with Richard Petty, and they're quickly tracking down Dale Earnhardt and Joe Rutman to make that a four-car draft to track down the lead trio. Your lead trio, headed by Buddy Baker, closing in on another trio that includes the cars of Jeff Bodine, Benny Parsons, and Dick Brooks, and they're just about ten car lengths ahead of them. So as they work back across the start-finish line, further back just a bit, Cale Yarborough has weighed his way back towards the point. He is currently showing in eighth place. Lake Speed is running ninth with Ricky Rudd, tenth. Eleventh, Ron Bouchard, twelfth on the field, and a pretty good run so far for Darrell Walchip, just taking his time getting back up. Thirteenth will be the Kyle Petty car. And on down the line, Mark Martin showing well. He is running in the 15th position, 16th to Harry Gantt, 17th holding right now in the uh, Morgan Shepard automobile. Jeff Bodine is 18th, ahead of Dick Brooks and Benny Parsons in 20th. All those cars on the lead lap. A lap down is Sterling Marlin, leading in the champion spark plug rookie of the year parade. He is in 21st. Also a lap down in 22nd is Ken Reagan. 23rd, a lap down Bobby Hillen Jr. Two laps down in 24th, Trevor Boys in the 20 in the uh, James Hilton 48 car, and 25th, three laps down, Buddy Arrington of Martinsville, Virginia. Leader Buddy Baker just moved around Benny Parsons to put him a lap down. The attrition rate took out quite a few cars in an accident up in turn number four earlier this afternoon. And for an update on what cars are out, let's go to the garage and Bill Bowser. Well, number 76, Mike Potter just pulled into the garage for some unknown reason. He makes the ninth car out of competition. 
the early crash with Bonnet took Bonnet, Grant Adcox, Dick Skillen, Travis Diller out. Cecil Gordon said his engine just wouldn't keep up with the pack. Dave Marcus lost a lifter. Bobby Walwak had engine problems. And Jody Ridley, one of the latest to retire, said debris damaged the sump pump. So nine of the 40 are in the garage. That front pack is really putting some distance on the rest of the field, trying to get away from Earnhardt, but Earnhardt pulls that draft along with him in the form of Joe Rutman and Neil Bonnet right now. They've knocked off about another second as they work their way back into turn one, and they are catching the lead pack. Jeff Bodine was uh, very stubborn in relenting to Buddy Baker as Baker has finally lapped Bodine. That puts him between the leader, Buddy Baker, and second-place man, Terry Labonte. Right now, that trail behind the lead cars led by Dale Earnhardt is really closing down the distance visibly as that rolling thunder moves down the back straightaway into turn number three. Now, Bodine makes a bid to get back onto the lead lap. Jeff Bodine slides underneath your leader, has his lap back, and he'll lead the pack as he is at the tail end of the lead lap right now, leading Buddy Baker, your first place car. Behind Baker, you've got uh, Bill Elliott and Terry Labonte, then Benny Parsons, Dick Brooks, and the Earnhardt crew closing in. So Earnhardt tries to tie it in tightly. Jeff Bodine, meanwhile, goes back a lap down as at the start-finish line, both Buddy Baker and Terry Labonte scoot past the Bodine cars. They're in turn one. All that scrambling is indeed opening the door for Earnhardt and company to come thundering up. And very quickly, when they clear that lap traffic, this is going to be a six-car draft for the lead. They look down that long 3,600-foot backstretch. Three lap cars wound into this 10-car draft now, moving down the back straightaway at better than 200 miles per hour. Richard Petty starting to lose contact just a little bit. He's about five, ten car lengths behind the Tim Richmond Neil Bonnet car. If Baker doesn't, if uh, rather if Petty doesn't catch Baker's lead draft, he's going to fall back even quicker. You can't run without a draft here at Talladega. Buddy Baker leads the charge. Right on his bumper is Terry Labonte. Then it's Bedine, Elliott, and Earnhardt. Buddy Baker, this is his kind of racetrack. He loves the high speeds at Daytona and Talladega, and he is a master at running the drafts at 200 miles an hour. Nobody's been able to take that lead away. They've took a look inside through the dog leg. They've took a look around on the outside. Can't touch him. He's back in turn two. Bobby Allison is trying to scramble up there and catch that lead draft. He's back at about ninth spot right now. Meanwhile, Darrell Waltrip, his adversary in the Grand National standings, is more than a straightaway behind that pack. Dale Earnhardt now has caught the lead pack. There's four cars on the string down the back straightaway. Baker Labonte, the lap car of Bodine. Now Earnhardt drops to the inside of the T-Bird, driven by Bill Elliott. He'll take over third. And Dale Earnhardt suddenly has really broken free and whips his horses off the turn. He's sitting on the back bumper of Jeff Bodine, who's a lap down. He runs in third place, and he's going to try to track down your leader. If anybody can take the lead away from Buddy Baker, it'll probably be Dale Earnhardt. As they come down to the line, Earnhardt looks underneath Jeff Bodine trying to get up there to Terry Labonte, and he's going to make the move down in turn one. They're inside for Earnhardt. Earlier we saw Buddy Baker lead a draft that came from three or four seconds back as Zephyr into the lead. Now it is Earnhardt trying to duplicate that feature. He's third, knocking at Terry Labonte's door as Labonte goes on the hunt for Buddy Baker, the leader. Three out of the top four cars are those four Thunderbirds. Is now down the back straightaway with Earnhardt pushing. Labonte will make a bid for the lead. He's side-by-side side with Baker as they slam into that 33-degree banking. Labonte's had enough of sitting in second place. He sweeps underneath Buddy Baker, takes Dale Earnhardt with him. Baker is kicked back to third. Labonte is your new leader as they charge off the fourth turn and head into the tri-oval area. We're going to see that kind of shuffling all day here in the Talladega 500. 
There's 11 cars back on that lead pack, that choo-choo train at Talladega that drafts around here at about 200 miles an hour. Buddy Baker and Dale Earnhardt have been bringing this crowd of 90 to 95,000 to their feet the last couple of times around, swapping that lead back and forth. Baker reasserts the lead again as they head back into turn number one. And the quiet man, Bill Elliott, is right there with him, dogging the rear deck of Buddy Baker. Earnhardt, for the moment, content to run third. The T-Birds, one, two, three. Labonte is fourth. Fifth is Joe Rutman. Everybody's lined up single file, nose to tail as they come thundering down this 3,600-foot back shoot. Now Labonte drops out of line. He's challenging Earnhardt for that number three position. Terry Labonte down low to the apron, lies inside the Earnhardt car, trying to move up the ladder. Can't do it. Running against the wind down below Earnhardt, still fighting for the third spot. Baker leads the charge, and it looks like Terry Labonte's got caught out of the draft as he goes through the trioval. If they hang you out there all by yourself with nobody to draft with, you're going backwards. Labonte is doing that. As the field scoots underneath him across the start-finish line. Terry, he is blowing an engine, going into turn number one, smoke out of the Labonte car. Labonte down low on the racetrack. All the leaders go up high to avoid the problem. Labonte down out of harm's way. The leaders go streaking away. A bad break for Terry Labonte, who had been a front runner all day. Buddy Baker leads him down the backstretch. There is caution on the speedway. They'll race back to the start-finish line, and there is a mad scramble for some of those drivers to get a lap back in turn three. Jeff Bodine and Kale Yarborough, who are one lap off the pace, trying to track down Buddy Baker. They're on the inside. Now Bodine behind Baker. Yarbrough tucks in behind him as they try to race into turn four. And it's Jeff Bodine going underneath Buddy Baker. Right behind him is Yarbrough, and Earnhardt's going to try to slide thrive through with him as they come into the trioval avia. Bodine leads the charge, and Earnhardt goes way down to the apron. Jeff Bodine trying to lead him back to the start-finish line. Earnhardt scoots underneath, makes it three wide with Cale Yarbrough. He's trying to get his lap back, and that's going to be a close one to call as they come to the line. We'll let NASCAR figure that one out in a moment as to whether Cale gets his lap back. You couldn't really tell. It was that close as they came across the stripe. We are under the second caution flag of the day at the world's fastest racetrack on lap number 65. A blown engine on Terry Labonte. What a tough break for this young driver after almost winning the race at Daytona. Had one of the strongest cars here this afternoon and to watch it all go up in smoke down in the first turn. Just a heartbreaker for young Terry Labonte to watch the engine or whatever let go on the car. A lot of smoke out down in turn number one. Whatever it is, he is heading for the garage area. He will be through for the day. And just about everybody is on pit road. Quickly, let's go to Jerry Punch. Everyone taking advantage of this second caution of the afternoon, Barty. Of course, routine pit stops under caution means four tires, fresh rubber all the way around. A good pit stop. We've got to give a call to the Wrangler crew. Bud Moore and Greg Moore and the crew got Earnhardt in and out. He was the first car off pit road. The second car getting away was that of Bill Elliott. Fresh rubber all the way around on both those cars. In fact, most of the cars will have fresh tires. So they'll be set to go racing again at lap number 66. Just about everybody will be in and out of the pits in the next couple of times around as the safety crews have a chance to clean up the speedway going down into turn number one. We'll update you in a moment as to how they come off pit road and how they'll be running. 68 laps are on the board here at Talladega. 188 will make up the Talladega 500. Buddy Baker back off pit road. He's trying to catch up to the tail end of the field right now. He has been very strong here this afternoon. Got a lot of real estate to make up as they get ready for a restart this time. With Earnhardt the leader, they're moving up to turn number four and Dave Sutherland. Well, Dale Earnhardt will lead the charge in the outside row as Benny Parsons sits at the uh, very head of the cars that are down at least one lap right behind him, Dick Brooks. So Dale Earnhardt, as the pace car heads for pit road, is about ready to come up through the gears and the fans come to their feet here in turn four. Down into the short shoot area, that field not yet up to speed. It'll be Earnhardt, Elliott, Bonnet, Allison, and Lake Speed, Richard Petty, and Ricky Rudd. Here they come into the trioval. That Pontiac Turbo Trans Am comes onto pit road in a hurry to get out of the way as the green flag is displayed again and they get back to racing speed. Earnhardt comes up through the gearbox in a hurry, gets a four-car jump 
on Bill Elliott as they string out in turn one. As the field peels off into that 33-degree banking at the tail end of the lead draft are Jeff Bodine and Cale Yarborough, both successful in getting their lap back on that yellow flag incident. So they are now back among the front runners as Earnhardt looks down that long back stretch out front. As they swarm out of turn number two, it is Neil Bonnet down on the inside of the racetrack. He will make a bid for the lead. Drafting in behind him is Bobby Allison. They're now trying to take on Dale Earnhardt and Bill Elliott in turn three. Allison really made up some ground during those cautions. He was way off the pace, and right now he's riding in fifth place. I'll take that back fourth place inside Bill Elliott, and Tim Richmond's coming to the inside of Dale Earnhardt. They're two by two off the fourth turn. Richmond and Earnhardt in a drag race. Door to door, they come into the dog leg. Something's got to give as they come down to the start finish line. Scooting down there as they hit the start finish line, that would have been almost a dead heat. The 27 car would have led it by half a foot. Still, double file down and turn number one all the way back through the top 10 spots. As the rest of the field hurdle around at 200 miles an hour, Buddy Baker is going down the back stretch at about 25 miles an hour. A big problem for Baker. Earnhardt is the leader, then Elliott, then a couple of lapped automobiles, and then Lake Speed third. We have Terry Labonte down in the garage area. Terry, it was fast in the front running. Well, it was. You know, there's a lot of cars running awful good. What was the problem? Well, I don't know. It started losing a little bit of power, and uh, I guess it spun a bearing or something. Do you think having to run real fast up front very early on might have been a problem? Well, no, because uh, there's a lot of guys running up there. Uh, I don't know what happened. You know, it's kind of unusual for us to have engine problems. And a heartbreaker for him. Heating up in front. Here comes Earnhardt down at the bottom of the racetrack. Bobby Allison has scooted out into the lead. Earnhardt goes after him in turn one. Allison has come from a long way back. The 24th qualifier here suddenly leads the race. More bad luck. Joe Rutman is on the backstretch. Far off the pace and about to go a lap down. Allison leads him off. Turn four. A move to the inside by Neil Bonnet couple of Yankees hooking up together right now. Jeff Bodine and Ron Bouchard are called to Bodine, who scratched and clawed his way up to the lead pack. Back on the lead lap currently, running in the fifth spot, challenging Bill Elliott. And a change for the lead up front. It's Tim Richmond following the draft of Benny Parsons, who is on the tail end of the lead lap and has gotten his lap back. But Tim Richmond is your leader up front. Allison goes second. Third is Earnhardt. Fourth is Le Bodine. And fifth is Elliott. So the Richmond car. Neil Bonnet was in in relief and he hangs tanked right on behind the Benny Parsons car trying to sneak away for the moment. Meanwhile, Bobby Allison right there with a battle from Dale Earnhardt in turn one. And Earnhardt gets the better of that battle as he whips inside Allison to take over that spot. He brings Jeff Bodine with him. They run second and third. Allison falls back to fourth. The fifth place machine is Bill Elliott. Sixth is Ron Bouchard. They sweep out of turn number two. They get two and three wide down the back straightaway. Now they line up in two grooves. Ron Bouchard on the inside with Richard also Morgan Shepard, the two petties, Kyle and Richard, side by side in turn three. Tim Richmond, I should say, correct that. That's Neil Bonnet in the Tim Richmond car running away just behind Benny Parsons now, and Earnhardt's going to have to do a lot of scrambling to catch up. He's about 12 car lengths behind. Once, in a, once in a while, you'll see a couple of cars that'll hit the perfect drafting combination and can scoot away a little bit. Benny Parsons right now and Neil Bonnet driving that Tim Richmond car are doing that. Richmond is the leader, rest of the field trying to play catch up in turn one. That's a perfect marriage as Parsons and Bonnet in the Richmond automobile pull away a little bit. Now, breaking away from the draft, here comes Dale Earnhardt. He wants no part of watching the Alabama gang's Neil Bonnet get away. Almost 20 cars now work in that draft as they thunder down the back straightaway. Neil Bonnet ducks to the inside of Benny Parsons. Apparently he would like to lead the show. Parsons ducks in behind him. Earnhardt now closes in with Bodine. Talk to his back bumper. Well, this time the old Milwaukee machine jumps in front with Bonnet right there leading the pack. Running in second place it's Earnhardt. Running in third right now still is Jeff Bodine. Fourth goes to Bobby Allison. Elliott is fifth. Bouchard is sixth. 
And the importance for Benny Parsons to try and lead that draft was he was on the tail end of the lead lap, but he'll now go a lap down as Neil Bonnet in the Tim Richmond car leads the Talladega 500 into turn number one, Dale Earnhardt running second. The race still in the hands of Neil Bonnet, who right now yields the lead as soon as we say that to Dale Earnhardt. So it's the Wrangler jeans entry showing the way. Let's take you a little further back in the field how they were running some four laps ago. At that point, it was Neil Bonnet showing the way over the... Dale Earnhardt automobile. Also in the hunt was Kyle Petty, Richard Petty. Mark Martin was showing in sixth with Lake Speed going in seventh. But that will, of course, have to be uh, further checked out as we take you further back in the pack. Two cars have made stops on pit road. Jerry Punch has updates on Buddy Baker and Joe Rutman. Well, Baker's car, the unscheduled stop, of course, he came in late after the caution flag and uh, coasting by his pits. The crew were able to stop the car. They added brake fluid to the car. They said Baker was without brakes. He has since brought the car back down pit road, made the hard left-hand turn into the garage area. The update on Joe Rutman. Rutman having a transmission problem. He lost a lap during the last caution flag here on the pits as the green came back out. Rutman still here on pit road. They put the car in high gear. He's back up to speed now. Tough break for Joe Rutman and Buddy Baker. Both have been running very strong. But the battle right now, everyone is watching, is Dale Earnhardt and Neil Bonnet. Bonnet relief driving for the Tim Richmond machine in the old Milwaukee car when Richmond got a piece of dirt or something in his eye earlier here this afternoon. He hopes to get back in the car later today. The field is caught up to the front twosome as they're back in turn one. And with that field is Cale Yarborough, who cut a tire early in the race, went a lap down, got that lap back, and is now running sixth in this draft, and he's just about ten car lengths behind the leader. The, the famed Talladega freight train, 18 cars on that lead track down the back straightaway. Earnhardt with Bonnet now looking to the inside trying to sneak a peek and he'll tuck it in behind. Move into turn three. If Bonnet can get some help he'll duck underneath but both he and Earnhardt begin to pull away just a tad from Jeff Bodine at this point as they come sweeping off the fourth turn. It'll be Earnhardt Richmond. A move to the inside Bill Elliott trying to go for third. So as Bill Elliott tries to sneak down on the low side through the trioval, he'll tighten the car up and he sneaks inside of Jeff Bodine and right now chases down Dale Earnhardt and the Neil Bonnet Automobiles. One car just making the hard left turn into the garage area. That's Morgan Shepard who will go behind the wall. Bill Bowser will be checking on that shortly. It's still Dale Earnhardt showing the way over Neil Bonnet. Jeff Bodine showing in third. Fourth going to Ron Bouchard. Lake Speed is fifth. Darrell Waltrip in sixth. Seventh unofficially showing to Bill Elliott. Followed by Kyle Petty, Richard Petty and Bobby Allison. Field works their way back into turn number one. Buddy Baker is in the garage area. He is out of it for the day. Let's check in and see if Bill Bowser is caught up with him. Right now he's talking with the Valvoline crew about the Thunderbird and the brake problem, and he'll be over with us very shortly. So we'll have Buddy Baker in just a moment. And a report from Pitt Road. We may have a driver change in the Kyle Petty car. Jerry Punch is making his way down there right now to find out about that situation, and he'll be giving us a report in a moment. 80 laps are complete here at the world's fastest racetrack in the Talladega 500. Neil Bonnet giving the rest of the field a lesson in drafting up in turn three. He's giving them a lesson, but right now he almost got one from Yarbrough, who ducked inside has fallen back in line. Earn Earnhardt goes third, Ron Bouchard fourth. Single file, they come into the dogleg, down to the start-finish line. Somebody takes a look on the inside. It's Waltrip. He hasn't asserted himself much at all today. He's just been content to ride along in that lead draft. He's caught on the bottom side of the racetrack over in turn two. Been watching Waltrip the last couple of laps. He's really smoking the left side tires as he comes off to the car. Obviously very loose, but it's not slowing him down. He's alongside Ron Bouchard for fifth. <laughs> 
They're still by side by side as they battle for that number five position. Bouchard has started to really show a lot of muscle. He started 19th. Yarbrough now side by side. Neil Bonnet. He'll make a bit for the lead in turn three. Yarbrough dives low and slides underneath Neil Bonnet. Earnhardt goes third now. Running in fourth is Bouchard. Fifth at this point is Darrell Waltrip as Yarbrough leads the field off the fourth turn and heads into the tri-oval. So Cale Yarbrough right now who is working his way on the point. He has Neil Bonnet having tucked right in behind him. Right behind is Dale Earnhardt who takes a conservative line through the trioval. Richard Petty further back takes a wider groove and Barney we'd seen Dale Earnhardt do that earlier also. Those two cars more so than any of the others taking a higher line through the trioval trying to keep the car using all the degrees of banking that they can and they have found the combination. Marty Hall, we're standing by in the 7-Eleven pits with crew chief Mike B. Mike, uh, we had a rumor of a driver change with Kyle. It's, uh, what's the problem with Kyle? Well, he's sick on his stomach. We really don't know what it is. He come, come in a while ago and he said that he's feeling sick and he, you know, felt bad. So we got Terry to come in and just see, you know, next caution or next pit stop. If Kyle don't feel any better, he's going to get out and let Terry drive. That's a story in the Kyle Petty pits. So that would be the second relief driver here today. We reported earlier that Neil Bonnet has taken over the driving duties for Tim Richmond, who got something in his eye. They have apparently have corrected that problem, and he'll be ready to go back in the car a little bit later this afternoon. Field, there's about 15, let's make that about 18 cars riding along in that lead pack right now. Cale Yarborough should be on the tail end of the lead draft, riding directly ahead of Earnhardt over in the corner. We're checking that out to see if Cale is indeed the leader. We have Buddy Baker in the garage area, and Buddy, a strong run early on, but then the problem. Well, the car ran super good. I guess it's the best running car I've ever had at Talladega. And, uh, it was just uh, one of those deals. You never check your brakes before you come in, and when they threw that last caution, I touched them, and the caliper was leaking, and all the fluid run out, and I just didn't have any brakes. So they pinched the left front brake line shut, and uh, when I touched the brake, it turned the car sideways. So. And then the brakes went out again, and I just decided I didn't want to run 210 or 25 miles an hour without any brakes, because if the racetrack got blocked, uh, you know, it, it's not worth the chance of killing somebody just because just the car was running faster than everybody else. Was the engine strong? Oh, very strong. That's the best I've had a car ever. Buddy Baker retired for the day. Buddy Baker out of it, had a good shot to win here this afternoon. It's all gone by the wayside for himself, as it has Terry Lamonti. Let's update you at lap number 84. The leader is indeed from scoring. Down at the Timex scoring stand, they're saying that right now, Cale Yarbrough made up his lap. He is the leader. Riding second, Dale Earnhardt. Third right now is Neil Bonnet. Fourth is Ron Bouchard. Fifth is Waltrip. Sixth is Lake Speed. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Eighth is Richard Petty. Ninth is Jeff Bodine. Tenth is the Kyle Petty car. And eleventh is Ricky Rudd. They're all on the lead lap and riding right up in the lead draft as they head back to turn one. Indeed, from first back to eleventh spot is no more than 100 yards as they're stacked up that tightly and the lead eight cars are all in a pack. A gaggle of automobiles led by Cale Yarbrough coming off, glinting in the sunlight, chasing as Earnhardt Bouchard and Ben Neil Bonnet. Leaders line up against the concrete barrier, single file at over 200 miles an hour. Ricky Rudd and Kyle Petty going at it back there. They battle for that top 10 spot. They're now bumper to bumper as Yarbrough will lead the point into turn three. Yarbrough cuts it low in turn three, rides up the backing to apex and into turn four and gives no room to Dale Earnhardt to slide underneath as Tim Richmond looks inside Ron Bouchard for that third spot and thinks better of it. Well, for the moment, everybody seems content to ride single file as they work their way back into the dogleg, head down to turn number one with Kale in front, Earnhardt second. 
second, Bouchard third, Bonnet is fourth, and fifth is Waltrip. The battle is for fifth position. Boy, it is a dandy in turn one. Lake Speed's got the best of that battle right at the moment, but stacked up behind him, he's got Ron Bouchard on the inside and Bill Elliott on the outside. An awful lot of racetrack being used up by those two machines. Bouchard swoops low, can't get there. Also, Harry Gann and Richard Petty back there looking for some running room. They're all battling for that number five spot. Everybody single file now dropping out of line as Harry Gann, he'll challenge Bouchard. Waltrip now drops to the inside. He's trying to take over that number three spot from Bonnet. Waltrip, who trailed badly early in the race, has now moved into third, around uh, Neil Bonnet, rights behind Dale Earnhardt and Cale Yarbrough. Yarbrough still leading the charge off the third turn. Earnhardt goes second, Waltrip third, fourth is Bonnet, and fifth is Lake Speed. And everybody holding single file as they sneak through the trioval area. Richard Petty again taking a bit of a higher line. Earnhardt does likewise. He'll hold tightly in behind Yarbrough as he tries to hold back Waltrip, who's in third. In 1976, Dave Marcus won this race from the pole. The only man in 15 tries to do that. Currently, the pole sitter, Cale Yarborough, is out front. Four of the last eight years, the outside pole winner has won the race. That man was Bill Elliott. He is now fifth. They streak down the back straightaway. Right now, the battle in the hot spot is for the number six position. As Waltrip now drops to the inside, he'll bid for the second spot. And we've got smoke in the in the lead cars. It looks like it's Lake Speed. Lake Speed's car smoking as Bill Elliott sleeps underneath and Speed trying to drop down to the apron and get out of the way. He is clear of traffic as Yarbrough leads him off the fourth turn. He's still got Earnhardt, Waltrip, and Bonnet right behind him. Scary and moment for the whole field as that smoke came pouring out of Lake Speed's car. He quickly got it to the bottom of the racetrack, dropped it out of traffic, and apparently... We'll find out what the problem is. Track will remain in a green condition, no caution, so he didn't drop anything out of the speedway. Lake is heading down to his pits. Jerry Punch will be there in just a moment. Field is back in turn number one. A little bit of an interval now between fourth and fifth. Neil Bonnet is in fourth place because of that problem. Bill Elliott has dropped back about 10 yards in fifth spot. Lake Speed, when he blew his engine, apparently going into turn number three. Fine driving by Ron Bouchard, Richard Petty, and Harry Gant. They were right behind him, and they didn't know if there was any oil going down, and they had to scatter to get away. Bouchard puts a move on Elliott to try to get that fifth spot back, has to fight back out of it, and Yarbrough will continue to lead your field off here as Bonnet looks to the inside now of Darrell Waltrip and has to fall in line. Single file off turn four. In the garage area, Morgan Shepard, an end to your day with engine problems. Well, uh, the Barons tightened up in the engine, and uh, we had to slow down and uh, finally bring it in. What about the pace out there? Oh, well, the pace is fast, and, uh, you know, there's probably 12 to 15 cars that's capable of winning the race. Uh, they're, they're all working so well, and the track's in good condition, and, you know, it's going to be a, a tight race all the way up to the end. Was this cloud cover a help out there as far as temperatures were concerned? Well, yes, most definitely. It was a help to the cars, especially the ones, the high horsepower cars. The cars that uh, wasn't running quite as quick, it was a disadvantage because anytime you got a slick track and uh, the cars that's handling w will real well, well, they got a better shot at it. Morgan Shepard, finished for the day. Another one of the retirees here who had a good shot to win and felt like he did this afternoon is in the garage area. Morgan Shepard's out of it for the day. Set the field for you again. Here's Cale Yarborough still up front. Nobody's been able to take it away from him. Waltrip takes a look down on the inside for the second spot underneath Dale Earnhardt as they scoot back into turn number one. Then they tuck back in single file. So as the race stabilizes for a moment, it'll give us a minute to chat with the president of Union 76 Division, Mr. Bill McConnor. Bill, I know Union goes back in this business almost as far as Bill France does. Yes, that's right, and we've been proud of every one of those years and look forward to a lot more. Well, the Union 76 products have proved exactly what the NASCAR folks need. They've stuck with the product over the years, the drivers, that's the official gasoline, and most of the lubricants they use in the car, so I know you're proud of your product because there's no better proving ground in the world than what these guys do out here. 
That's certainly true. The combination of man, machinery, and product uh, makes a hell of a race. Are you a race fan? Apparently you are. I've been what you've been ducking over my shoulder watching the moves they've been making down there, so apparently you get excited too. Oh, certainly, yes. I, I get everyone I can get to. Bill, we appreciate you stopping by, chatting with us a moment. I know you want to watch the finish of this one here this afternoon because I don't think we can see any better racing we're watching right now. Thank you very much. Nice to be with you. Mr. Bill McConnor, the president of the Union 76 Division. That single-car draft is working down the back straightaway. Harold Kinder is crossing the flags at the start-finish line, which would indicate that we are halfway into the Talladega 500. Scoreboard has 95 laps on it. Let's tell you how they were running back at the 90-lap mark and take you a little further back through the field. The leader at that point, as is the case right now, Kale Yarborough. Dar oh, Dale Earnhardt was going second. Darrell Walsh of third. Fourth was Neil Bonnet in the Tim Richmond car. Back at the 90-lap mark, Lake Speed was fifth. He's currently out of the race. Sixth, Bill Elliott. Seventh to Harry Gant. Eighth is the Ron Bouchard automobile. Richard Petty is ninth. Tenth to Jeff Bodine. Ricky Rudd was 11th. Twelfth, Bobby Allison. Thirteenth, Mark Martin in the G.C. Spencer car. A good run for Martin today. Fourteenth, David Pearson. And fifteenth was Kyle Petty. Let's go down to Pit Road. Jerry Punch. We're standing with the, the driver of the Uno Bullfrog Nist Chevrolet Lake Speed. Lake a, a tremendous run today, but uh, it all came to a close a minute ago. What happened? I think we probably dropped a valve, uh, Eli, the, this... New rule changer. We're not running as many races as the other guys, you know, so I, I guess we just hadn't got our engine deal right up to par yet. The track conditioned uh, pretty good out there. Looks like everybody's pretty tight and uh, awfully good uh, drafting out there. Oh, I think everybody's in pretty good shape. There's one or two cars out there, I think, that can run wide open, and the rest of them seem to be letting up. Now, whether whether they're uh, doing it on purpose or laying back, I don't know. Looked to me like that camera car's off strong again. Well, that's Lake Speed out of it here. Uh, Lake, uh, one more comment. Yeah, I'd like to thank all the fans from Jackson, Mississippi, and all of Mississippi that came over to see me. I think uh, probably half the crowd here is from our state, and I really appreciate the support these people have given me, and we're going to be back out there giving them heck again. That's Lake Speed. Dale Earnhardt has just grabbed the lead away from Cale Yarborough, gives it up because here he comes onto pit road, and Jerry Punch will be covering that pit stop for us in just a moment. Could see a rash of pit stops coming up here very shortly. Two of the top contenders have just made their pit stops on down on pit road, Kyle Petty was in. No driver change there. He will stay in the car, so apparently Kyle is feeling better, and Dale Earnhardt put the Ranger machine on pit road. Jerry Punch will update us in just a moment on those pit stops. Marty but, Hall, we're standing by in the Ranger pit. I just checked with uh, Greg Moore, Bud Moore's son. I said it's a routine stop for them. Everything is A-OK. -okay. Earnhardt says the car is running flawlessly. Changed right side rubber on the car. Added Union 76 racing gasoline. They're down and away. 14 and 3 tenths seconds. Good stop for the Wrangler crew. They have really done their pit work this year, and it's made a big difference on getting in and out of the racetrack and made up a lot of ground for him. Good battle going on back in the pack right in front of Dave Despain. As they move down the backstretch, Dick Brooks trying to get his left back in the middle of the lead pack at turn three. Neil Bonnet dropped to the inside, but he got a lesson in drafting. He's being dropped back as he had nobody to dance with. Meanwhile, Brooks is challenging Yarborough. Yarborough drops down low. He may be heading for the pit. Yarborough down on the apron as they come off turn number four, and Dick Brooks will be at the point. Yarborough heading for pit row. Brooks leads the field. He's got his lap back right behind him. Waltrip, now your leader with Harry Gannon, Ron Bouchard. Good break for Dick Brooks. He'll put himself back on the lead lap. They had a mechanical problem, a miss in the car a little bit earlier. Now here comes Waltrip trying to put him a lap down again as they head for turn one. Waltrip gets by Brooks on the outside. Meanwhile, Earnhardt is hooked up with Jeff Bodine after their pit stops. That's a good fast draft, and that will help them when the rest of the leaders come into the pits. Right now it is Waltrip, the leader. Second spot belongs to Neil Bonnet. Third is lost him as they go to you, Mark. Two by two, they come down the front straightaway. Right now, Harry Gant will pull up beside Darrell Waltrip, battling for the, Neil, for the number one spot. Waltrip still smoking. Neil Bonnet is third. 
Inside, it's Harry Gant, who's been out of the hunt all day long, but now he asserts himself in the front spot. It'll be Gant, your leader, as they come off the fourth turn. Waltrip goes second. Running in third right now is Neil Bonnet. Fourth is Joe Rutman. Fifth on the track is Benny Parsons. Benny Parsons, who earlier had made an unscheduled pit stop, he had scrambled back through contention as they worked back across the start-finish line. Darrell Walchip, who also carries the Burger King colors this weekend, he's in turn number one, showing the way at the Talladega 500. We're in the area where scheduled pit stops have been expected, anywhere from the 98 lap towards the 102, 103, 104 area, and that's where we are right now, 102 laps showing on the scoreboard. Your leader's in turn three. Right now, Benny Parsons drops down low. He's trying to get back onto that lead lap. Waltrip goes down low, entering turn number three. Bonnet will try him on the high side. Those pit stops you were talking about, at least for the leader, looks like are coming true on this lap. As Neil Bonnet rides high, it looks like Darrell Waltrip will be heading down pit road, and Bonnet sweeps by. Waltrip leads Gant down pit road along with Ronnie Bouchard and Joe Rutman. In comes Tim Richmond, and Mark Martin just almost missed pit road. A real scramble on pit road. A lot of traffic there. We see some brakes being slammed on as there's about eight cars ducking into the pits. Let's go to Jerry Punch. And Mark Martin was wedged on the outside. There were two cars pinning him in. David Pearson, Ron Bouchard, and Harry Gant. Those cars on the inside. Martin trying to get around to his pits. Could not get in. A costly move. Mark will have to go back out down turn one and, and back around the racetrack. Meanwhile, Darrell Waltrip getting a change of right side rubber. Likewise, a good change. A good stop for the Chattanooga Chew crew of David Pearson. The Race Hill Farms efforts. Here's the Piedmont Airline. Chevrolet in the Skull Car, Ricky Rudd and Harry Gant. As they come off pit road, Harry Gant and Benny Parsons will link up, so will Ricky Rudd. Walter getting a good stop. Trevor Boyce brings his machine back out. David Pearson and Ron Bouchard, also the latest drivers to come off pit road. 103 laps are on the board. We'll see everybody coming in the next few times around. Neil Bonnet has really given that Tim Richmond car quite a ride here this afternoon. And Richmond still standing by on pit road. We'll get further word a little bit later when and if he will go back in the car but they may be for the moment waiting for Richmond's eye he said they put an antiseptic in it and the doctor told him it would feel numb for a little while he didn't want to get back in it as he put it until both of them were working in the same direction and of course here a tough break for Mark Martin as Jerry Punch had mentioned he tried to come down pit road along with those eight or nine other cars making their stops and Martin just couldn't swing that car into his pit stall so he had to go back around again I will now come in for service on uh, the car number four that's the Jim McGill Chevrolet sponsored entry here this afternoon 104 laps on the scoreboard still a wild scramble one car that we have not talked much about of late Joe Rutman's automobile he had some problems earlier is currently being shown three laps in arrears to the leader. Last uh, series of rundowns just prior to the pit stops. Cale Yarbrough was leading, and he too, Barney, after getting himself down a lap earlier, has scrambled back. We've seen a good bit of that here this afternoon. Well, there's been guys coming from 12th up to the lead and then dropping back through the field. The draft has been the key. Pit stops, unscheduled and scheduled, have cost a lot of drivers getting up in that lead pack as the field will reassemble itself here in just a moment. 105 laps are down. About two-thirds of the front runners have been on pit road. There's still quite a few of the top cars waiting to make that pit stop, including Bobby Allison, who currently is being posted as the leader. Right now, the two lead cars are broken away from the rest of the field by almost two seconds. The leader is Dale Earnhardt. Second is Jeff Bodine. They pulled at least two, almost three seconds now on Cale Yarborough, Richard Petty. And the 27 car of Tim Richmond being driven right now by Neil Bonnet, who is back in fifth position from their back, riding along in sixth would be Cale Yarborough. Seventh, they're posting right now is Bill Elliott. Ricky Rudd is eighth. Ninth should be Darrell Waltrip. Tenth is Bobby Allison. And back in 11th, David Pearson, then Mark Martin. But that may have changed because Martin really got scrambled up on pit road and had to make 
two trips through the pits a moment ago, and then Kyle Petty. They're still posting all those cars on the lead lap. 111 are on the board. Let's go back to pit road and Jerry Punch. Well, we had a problem a few minutes ago. Uh, Marty Hall, the car number 77, came in uh, to pit, and evidently uh, uh, the Ken Reagan machine, Ken, got a little bit hard on the binders and got the car sideways. He tagged the pit wall up toward turn four. Got a little bit of a pit road stripe here from Talladega on that car. They pushed the car into his pits, got it serviced. He's down and away. We mentioned Joe Rutman made a scheduled stop a few laps ago. Rutman's crew had to push the Levi Garrett Chevrolet down pit road. We said Rutman has a transmission problem, has only high gear. They had to get the car up to speed somewhat so the car would not choke out. So Rutman is now back to speed, but Again, a lot of costly time for that crew in the pits. So there have been a lot of unscheduled pit stops here in the world's fastest racetrack today in the Talladega 500. It's cost a lot of drivers a bunch of real estate out there. 112 laps complete. Earnhardt still pulling him around here. He and Jeff Bodine still linked up in that tight two-car draft. And as we said a little bit earlier this afternoon, finding the right drafting partner can really make a difference at this racetrack. And these guys have practiced that as much as they have gotten their cars dialed in during the week of practice. They have also spent a lot of time out there drafting with different partners to see how best the car will work. Also of the top ten, Barney Hall, six are non-winners of this race, a story that I'm sure we'll be following a bit later on this afternoon, but six of the top ten have not seen victory lane at the Talladega 500. We asked Waltrip yesterday, who's a master at drafting on this track and making unorthodox moves, so to speak, on those final laps to come home in victory lane. I asked Darrell, I said, how do you find the right drafting partner? The deal is, is uh, what I try to do is I call in uh, to the pit and I say, uh, when I'm behind so-and-so, how fast do we run? When I'm in front of so-and-so, how fast do we run? I try to get a, a handle on uh, who I can run fast leading and who I can run fast with following. And that way, when it comes down near the race, you got a better idea about, well, do I want to be in front of this guy or do I want to be behind this guy? If you can uh, draft uh, somebody and pick up a half second, then he's faster than you are. If somebody drafts you and you pick up a half second, then you're faster than he is. And so you try to use those things your advantage during the race. And Dave Despain, some of those guys back from third on have found the right drafting partner. They're catching the two front runners. That lead duo is definitely being gobbled up by an eight-car pack that includes a number of good drafting partners, Barney, and it's not going to take very long for this to be another typical Talladega draft. I don't think Earnhardt and Bodine have got this team to stay out in front of that third through ninth place charge. Field is up in turn four. That third through ninth place charge is closing in as they come off the turn. Yarbrough leads Richard Petty, Neil Bonnet, Darrell Walter, Bill Elliott, and several others as they close in on your leaders. Moment ago, it was almost three seconds. Let's make it about a second point two right now as Earnhardt and Bodine look in that rearview mirror, and it looks like the Oklahoma land rush and a flock of Indians coming after them as they get back in turn two. Yarbrough is third, Petty is fourth, Neil Bonnet in Tim Richmond's car is fifth, sixth is Darrell Waltrip, seventh is Bill Elliott, eighth is Harry Gant. They are all hooked up tight and chasing down the leaders. Right now, the top two cars tuck in right behind each other, right up tight against the concrete barrier, better than 200 miles per hour. But you can visibly see their lead dwindling right now. Jarborough, with the help from Petty and Bonnet, is really coming on strong. Jarborough's got the line out. He's reeling in that twosome up ahead, and they're closing quickly as they come through the turns. And it shouldn't be more than another lap before they'll all be linked together in another fantastic Talladega draft. And if you've got your stopwatch going, you know that that last lap, a mere 199.916 miles an hour. Call it some 12 car lengths down for the number three runners chasing down the lead duo in turn one. Bodine was a lap down early in the race after he ran out of gas. He went one lap too many and uh, had to limp back to the pits. He got his lap back and is now second. Yarborough, who lost a lap, got it back and is now third. 
as they come down the back straightaway. It's interesting to see some of the lines these drivers are using in the turn. Richard Petty using that padded in high line. He goes up against the wall, a very high line, while Yarborough drops down a little bit lower. Now they try to close in, and that lead continues to grow shorter. No one wants to break the draft at this point, because if they do, it'll be like trying to climb up the Niagara Falls. Right now, they're climbing up to the back bumper of Jeff Bodine. As they come down into the dogleg, we may see some passing in just about two laps right through this part of the racetrack, and Richard Petty says the dogleg is critical. The, the hardest place on the racetrack is the dogleg in front of the grandstand. Uh, the cars get squirrelier through there than they do anywhere else. Uh, and they, the, car, the track is so wide and so much banking that most of the cars handle pretty good everywhere except through where it's a little bit flatter. And uh, we don't have a lot of trouble there most of the time because everybody realizes it and, and sort of you know, gives them enough room. Every once in a while we get some beating and banging, but that is the, the toughest place to set a car up. It's getting hot up front. There's still a long ways to go in this one as the field comes down in the dog leg. We may see some passing right here. Petty takes a look on the outside. He's one of the drivers that'll ride that outside air currents right around. He moves around Earnhardt. He's got him at the start finish line. Can he do anything with Bodine in turn one? They're side by side for second spot. Bodine the leader. Bodine skates up high. Earnhardt real loose on the bottom. He and Petty almost touch. Petty takes the advantage to stick a fender out front of the race for second. Right behind them, Neil Bonnet. They thunder out onto the back stretch at 200 miles an hour. As they skim down this 3,600-foot asphalt back straightaway, Earnhardt looks to the inside right now. Petty wants the outside of Jeff Bodine. Bodine may be preparing to come into the pit area. He's caught down low. He's in the second spot. Bonnet is third. Earnhardt is fourth. Petty takes over the lead, getting around the outside of Jeff Bodine, and the King is in front right now with Bodine going second, Bonnet third, Earnhardt fourth, and Waltrip fifth. And with Richard Petty out in front, that brings the crowd to its feet as they work towards the start-finish line. Behind Richard Petty, Bodine, trying to hold off the Neil Bonnet charge, and there goes Dale Earnhardt. He tries to peek it, sneak inside, nothing there. Tailgating is legal in NASCAR racing. Neil Bonnet is wedged right up under the rear deck of Jeff Bodine in the race for second and third. Richard Petty on the point, a car length behind the third place man comes Dale Earnhardt, then, then uh, Walter running fifth. Right now, moving to the inside of the racetrack, it is Jeff Bodine again. He'll make a bid for the lead. He'll take on Richard Petty side by side into turn number three. Bonnet tries to give the push. Bonnet wants to go by two, so he'll go with Jeff Bodine down low. Now he thinks better of it. Slides up a little bit high. Bodine is low on the inside. Petty high on the outside. Off turn four. A drag race into the short shoot. Bodine still out there all by himself on the inside. The fans love it. They're standing on their feet watching these door-to-door -door battles. Three wide. Here comes Earnhardt. I knew he couldn't stand it. Right down to the bottom of the racetrack, he tries to get the lead away. As they run door to door, it allows Richard Petty to scoot out front. They're back in one. What was a fairly calm single file draft has suddenly become a bare knuckles brawl. Earnhardt right in the thick of it, throwing punches as he moves around from fourth all the way back up to second and sets his sights on Richard Petty, the leader. Those cars come streaming off the second turn. Everybody stays single file. Now Earnhardt, not content to sit behind the leader, drops to the inside. Now it's three wide going into turn number three. Bonnet down on the inside. In the middle, it's Earnhardt, Petty on the outside. And Earnhardt slides by. Bonnet goes into the second spot. Petty drops back five car lengths in third. Bodine is fourth. Waltrip still riding in fifth right now. They string out down to the dogleg, back to the line. Earnhardt is the leader. He'll be hard to get out of that lead. Bonnet drafts right along on him as they come back down and head for turn number one. Those are the front two, then it's Petty. Then Bodine is fourth, riding fifth right now as Waltrip, single file, they're back in one. Just a brilliant ride here for Neil Bonnet, climbing in an unfamiliar race car and bringing it right to the front. He's kept it up there all afternoon as he subs for Tim Richmond. Right now, he's just a car length out of the lead as he bird dogs Earnhardt on the back stretch. 
Somebody forgot to tell these guys it isn't the last lap as they scramble now down the back straightaway again, dropping to the inside. This time it is Darren Waltrip. He thinks better of it now, tucked it in behind Jeff Bodine. He is currently running in the number five spot. Bonnet tests the Iron Man again as he runs in behind Dale Earnhardt. Petty still rides in the third spot. Bodine still in fourth. As they come off, Richmond looks, or should I say Bonnet looks to the inside of Earnhardt. He may be moaning a challenge in the tri-oval. Nope, he's going to stick right in there in single file. Waltrip is in sixth position. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Eighth is Harry Gant. Ninth is Ricky Rudd. Tenth is Bobby Allison. Eleventh right now is Bouchard. In twelfth position is David Pearson. Fourteenth, make that thirteenth, would be Mark Martin. 14th right now is the Kyle Petty car. 15th position, Dick Brooks. He's a lap down right now. Brooks is a lap down to the rest of the field. 16th position is Benny Parsons. And 17th are showing Ken Reagan's car. 18th right now, Sterling Marlin. 19th, Bobby Hillen. In 20th spot, Joe Rutman. 21st is Trevor Boys. 22nd, Buddy Arrington. 23rd position belongs to Al Elmore. And 24th position is Ronnie Thomas. A costly mistake on pit road a moment ago. Jeff Bodine came flying down pit road. And that's awfully hard to judge. You come off the racetrack at about 140 miles an hour. And after you've been running 200, 140 seems like nothing. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Well, Jeff Bodine skittered the Gatorade Pontiac by his pits about eight or ten feet. And Daryl Bryant and the crew had to scatter. And they went and retrieved Bodine. They have since changed the left side tires. Bodine is down and away, but just getting in front of the lead pack. David Pearson just made that hard left turn into the garage area. Apparently he is through for the day. David had been running along at about 12th position most of the afternoon and kept himself in the lead lap waiting to make his move toward the end. And apparently it's going to be a short day for David Pearson. Bill Bowser will try to catch up with David and find out what the problem is on that car. Laps winding down here at Talladega. 129 are on the board. 188 will make up the distance in the Talladega 500. Dale Earnhardt out front. And Earnhardt is one of the toughest in the business. He's like a bulldog that's got a bone when you want to take the lead away. There's, you're just going to have to take it away. That's the only way you'll get it. Earnhardt comes out of the throttle, out of turn number four. He'll make a routine pit stop. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Well, Bud Moore is standing on pit road, and we've got to give a call to the Wrangler crew. They have made three outstanding pit stops, and Earnhardt brings the Wrangler T-Bird down pit road. He pulls it over next to the wall. Bud Moore signals with the right-hand stop here. Earnhardt grabs for a, a cool drink as the Wrangler crew will change left side tires this time. Most of the crews electing to change right side last time in. The left side's tire wear not that bad here. It's been a good afternoon here for the tires. And the Wrangler crew working on Earnhardt's car. 13.8, 14.2 seconds. Another good stop for the Wrangler crew. Earnhardt comes up through the gearbox, smoke those tires off pit road, trying to get back onto the racing surface in a hurry. We told you a moment ago that Jeff Bodine, who came down, overshot his pits. That is an easy problem here at the world's fastest racetrack. As Neil Bonnet talked about just how difficult it is to go from 200 to a complete stop on pit road. Hardest thing you got to do is, at this particular track we're traveling a football field a second and every second that I just dilly around coming down pit road you know they're getting a quarter mile in front of me so you've got to come in there just totally reckless abandon coming down pit road but in the back of your mind you got to think that's your good personal friend standing there and all the guys on the other crews you don't want to come in there and run through pit and run over somebody but in turn those same people that you're taking care of and concerned about coming in there fast if you come in there slow they say my goodness why did you come in so slow so it's a deal Barney where you got to come in there totally out of control and stop that thing in about a 15 foot spot and it's all it's just as hard as the racing part of it it is very hard indeed. The green flag stops. Everybody likes to make those stops under caution. It gives you a, a lot more leisure time on pit road, so to speak. You can come in a little bit easier when you make them under green. Every nth of a second really counts. 
Here come the leaders back down to the line again with 131 laps on the board as they head back to turn number one. Waltrip is at the front of the pack right now. Bonnet rides second, and it's tightening up right up in the top six. First time today the Waltrip has led the race, and they're about a quarter of a lap behind Earnhardt, who is, in fact, three-quarters of a lap behind. He had Bodine to draft with. They were both stopping early, but now with Bodine a lap down, Earnhardt's by himself. A couple of lap automobiles now wedged in among the leaders. Dick Brooks and Jeff Bodine trying to scratch and claw their way back onto the lead lap after having a little bit of trouble. Brooks down on the inside now is hooking up with Bodine. They'll try to chase their way back onto the lead lap. This time Brooks drops low to the track. He may be coming into the pit for his stop. And Bodine and the others trying to get up through as close as they can. So when the leaders pit, they'll be right there in front and try to get their lap back. We're seeing routine pit stops right now on here at the world's fastest racetrack. And it looks doubtful that they'll be able to go the distance 134 laps on the board three more of the top five just ducked onto pit road Cale Yarborough Richard Petty and Bill Elliott let's go down to Jerry Punch as you said Barney routine pit stops the Kyle Petty car getting rubber uh, on the right side uh, left side tires for Cale Yarborough right side tires for Bill Elliott and uh, Richard Petty we might mention that Larry Pollard the Petty crew chief uh, was standing out on pit road with a pit board the big STP pit board so they must have lost radio contact with Richard Harry Gant, a scary moment, drafting along right now behind Earnhardt as they came down to the dogleg at the start-finish line. Harry let the car drift a little bit high, and those air currents, if the leader, whoever you're drafting, gets a little bit sideways, it'll change the angle of the flow into the car, and it'll really make you squirrely for a second. Harry really had a handful of steering wheel trying to get it straightened back out, but he hangs on to Earnhardt's draft as they work their way around this 2.66-mile speedway. Been an interesting day here. Change all the way back through the pack. You'd be running 10th one time. A couple of laps later, a guy would come from 10th and work his way right up into the lead, but Talladega is definitely that kind of racetrack. We've seen some 33 lead changes going into the most recent series of pit stops, and as the field again circulates through... Eli, go let me interrupt just a moment if I could. We mentioned just a moment ago how easy a miscue can uh, can happen here, and again, Ron Bouchard has done the same thing that his uh, New England counterpart, Jeff Bodine, did this moments ago. Bouchard was standing, coming down pit road, and uh, and David F., the crew chief, had the sign for the Race Hill Farms Buick to, to pit, and Bouchard slid about 8 or 10 feet through his pits uh, on down below. And apparently, the driver's uh, the speed uh, being a relative factor here. Now they are servicing Bouchard's car, but he will lose valuable time. This is the hardest racetrack we go to to really judge where to stop on pit road. And you really never think about it, but when a driver comes off that corner and goes down pit road, there's nothing but faces right behind that pit wall and pit boards everywhere you look. It's not that easy to pick out even where you're pitting. Usually the first parade lap or the pace lap, they call at all the racetracks, every team will come out on pit road and hold up that board while they're still out there before they ever put them under green to familiarize their driver with just where they will be pitting. As we look off to the south end of the speedway, there is a big thunderstorm, perhaps about 10 or 12 miles from the Alabama International Motor Speedway. And the NASCAR radar, of course, they have that right now, can check and see if it's going to be moving in our direction. Let's hope not. It looks like it's moving a little bit south of us right now. Barney Let's go Hall. to Bill Bowser. Barney, we have David Pearson with us. David, you're off the track and out of competition. Yeah, I guess we uh, dropped the valve. The car was... Uh it just seemed like it never did run as good as we'd loan it to all day. It seemed like oh, he was a little bit too tight through the corners and he was bogging down in the corners. But uh, I never could seem to be able to pick up on the guys, you know, drafted up on them like I wanted to. But we definitely dropped the vehicles and water run down. Did you have to do a lot of chasing out there early on? Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys out here. There's so many. It's capable of winning the race and it's a competitive. They, they all run it hard, so you have to run hard to keep up with them. A valve takes David Pearson out for this one. 
tough one for David. It's, he's never won the Talladega 500, so it'll be another race that he'll have to put back up on the board somewhere down the road and hope to get himself into victory lane. Three-time Winston 500 winner. 138 laps are complete here at the world's fastest racetrack. We've seen just about everybody in and out of the pits. Still, quite a few of the front runners have not made their pit stops. They should be coming in shortly. Interesting to watch Neil Bonnet. What a job he has done here today in that Tim Richmond car when Richmond got some debris or a piece of trash or something in his eye early in that first caution flag that we had up in turn number four. He has stayed in there all day and has kept the car right at the front of the pack, has been leading the race off and on all afternoon. And I asked Neil yesterday, in your own car, are you going to try to lead a bunch? This racetrack here, if I'm not leading, it's just because the car won't be because there's no such thing as running fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, taking it easy. You're either going to run 201 up front or 201 in the middle, so might as well be up front. That's the way Neil Bonnet looks at it at the world's fastest racetrack. Joe Rutman limping around the racetrack, and one of the contenders to win it had probably one of the strongest cars here has gone to the garage area. Cale Yarborough is out. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Well, I just spoke with Waddell Wilson, the crew chief on the Hardy's car, and he said, we just broke. You know, what do you say? He said, we just blowed up. So uh, he sort of paraphrased Jake Elder's comments when he blew an engine. That's not much else you can say. And, Barney, while I have it here just a moment, we mentioned that Kyle Petty had been a little bit nauseated early in the race, uh, re trying to recover from a little gastrointestinal virus. He has since climbed out of the car, and at last pit stop, Terry Labonte has gone in the car. Kyle is going back to the garage to lay down a little bit and uh, try to recover. It looks like Terry may finish the 7-Eleven Pontiac. Terry Labonte becomes the second relief driver today in one of the top cars. Neil Bonnet's been doing a heck of a job out there in the Tim Richmond machine. Richmond has yet to get back in the car. Good drafting going on here in the front straightaway as that rash of pit stops has jumbled the field all the way around. Dale Earnhardt leads about a 10-car draft over to Dave Despain. Earnhardt continuing to be one of the strongest cars out there. He's got Neil Bonnet in tow along with Richard Petty. The front runner, Bill Elliott, is there and also Harry Gant and Darrell Waltrip. Another car wedged into that lead pack is Ron Bouchard, who started 19th, 19th in this event. He's been drafting well all day, staying with the leaders. He's tucked in behind Dale Earnhardt. Now Petty will challenge him on the outside. Petty rides high to the outside of Bouchard, who is dropping low in the turn. Earnhardt leads this pack of cars off turn four. Petty's getting a challenge from Neil Bonnet from behind. Coming back into the start-finish line right now, Bobby Allison dives onto pit road. He is the leader, so that's going to move Earnhardt up into the number one spot again. Richard Petty up to second, Neil Bonnet up to third, and fourth right now is Bill Elliott. Fields back in one. And we're going to have a new leader as Allison goes to pit road. Petty assumes command, moves to the inside of Earnhardt, and he takes Neil Bonnet with him. So it's Petty, Bonnet, Earnhardt, and Elliott in a tight four-car draft. Then about three car lengths back to Harry Gant, who has Darrell Walter on his tail. Top four cars, you can throw a blanket over them right now as they move down the back straightaway, streaking at over 200 miles per hour. Neil Bonnet in the old Milwaukee Pontiac pulls up beside the STP Pontiac of Petty. He'll make a bid for the lead. Bonnet puts the nose down the inside, pulls up alongside Petty, and takes takes over the lead spot. Petty goes to second, Earnhardt to third, Bill Elliott rides into fourth place on the racetrack, Waltrip going in fifth. So the last lap by, we see the lap, or at least the lead, switch around three times. Here through the trioval, Richard Petty has a look to the outside, which has been his favorite line, but Neil Bonnet won't give him any room. So Neil Bonnet shows the way. Richard Petty in the second spot there in turn one. They say it's a horsepower racetrack, but handling is very much a factor here at Talladega, and both Bonnet and Petty have demonstrated the ability to run both high and low. Two good handling race cars running one-two. Darrell Waltrip slipped into that number three spot. Harry Gant tried to get in there with him as they tried to pass Bill Elliott, but the hole closed, and now Gant has hung out the dry all by himself as Earnhardt will challenge Petty for the number two spot. Earnhardt goes low down toward the apron, drifts up, Petty staying high, pulls ahead about a car length. Your leader is Bonnet with Petty, followed by Earnhardt. Then it's Darrell Walter, Bill Elliott, and a gaggle of race cars chasing him down. 
Back to the dogleg. Very critical part of the Alabama International Motor Speedway. You kind of tiptoe through here if you're going to do any passing. We've seen some on the outside. We've seen some on the inside. Bonnet takes him back into the corner. Petty looks him over and for the moment's content to ride right there. Meanwhile, Earnhardt, very, very seldom content to follow, is indeed content to do just that. About three car lengths back at third spot. And Darrell Waltrip has been driving a heady race here today and set to pounce from Ford. They thunder out of that turn. The ground trembling underneath these 3,700-pound race cars as Bonnet will lead them down single file they're moving by some floor traffic jd mcduffie buddy errington and they work to the outside of errington in turn three with errington there is a pick bonnet will keep richard petty and dale earnhardt behind him as they come off the fourth turn petty cuts down low near errington to pick up a little extra draft and close in on the bonnet bumper so as they work back again, single file for the moment, sweeping past the Buddy Arrington automobile. It shows right now Neil Bonnet at the point with a good battle. Dale Earnhardt wanting a piece of second place inside of Richard Petty into turn one. And Earnhardt making his move on the low side is not able to pull it off. Petty comes hammering right back around the outside. This 3,600-foot backstretch looks like a rifle barrel as you stare down it from inside these 3,700-pound bullets. It is Bonnet who pulls the trigger and heads down at 200 miles an hour. Richard Petty is a tough man to handle when he's on, working on the outside of this racetrack. Dale Earnhardt's finding that out for himself right now. He's still all alone on the bottom of the racetrack as Waltrip tucks in behind the STP Pontiac. Earnhardt defying the odds and staying out of the draft is staying right with Richard Petty. Now he slips up slightly and pulls in behind Petty as Petty will trails your leader, Neil Bonnet. Showing the way, Dale Earnhardt. It's been swapping back and forth. Richard Petty now in front as Earnhardt is tucked back into second spot. Some three laps ago, here's how they were running. Neil Bonnet ahead of Richard Petty, who was second. And third, Dale Earnhardt. Fourth went to Bill Elliott. Again, a couple of laps ago, fifth was Darrell Waltrip. Sixth was Harry Gant. Ricky Rudd, seventh. Jeff Bodine was eighth. And Bobby Allison was ninth. A lap down in tenth was Ron Bouchard. Also a lap down in eleventh, Benny Parsons. And twelfth, Dick Brooks. 13th, three laps down, was Sterling Marlin. 14th was Bobby Hillen Jr. And Ken Reagan was 15th. 16th, Trevor Boys. 17th, four laps down, was Joe Rutman. Fifth or more laps in arrears. 18th was Buddy Arrington. 19th at that point was Al Elmore. 20th was the 41 car in the field this afternoon, Ronnie Thomas. And 21st was J.D. McDuffie. That was at two laps ago here. Currently showing 151 on the scoreboard. Richard Petty showing the way in the Talladega 500. There may be another factor in some extremely hard racing very shortly here. As we told you a moment ago, there was a big thunderstorm about 15 miles from the racetrack in the south end of the speedway. It is now less than a couple of miles away, and it could be moving in over the first and second turn area. That is one reason they're dicing so hard up front to get back in the lead pack in case that rain hits the racetrack. We're at 153 laps at the Alabama International Motor Speedway with Dale Earnhardt still in front, Neil Bonnet riding in the second spot. And as we said, rain possibility here very shortly. It is to the south end of the track. Cale Yarborough is out of the event. He's standing by in the garage area with Bill Bowser. Cale, you were up in the hunt with a Hardy Chevrolet. What happened? Well, I guess we lost the bearings in the car. Uh, started smelling something a couple laps uh, before it finally let go, but uh, we just lost an engine. Competition tough out there today. Well, it's awful tough. Uh, there's a lot of good cars running strong out there, and uh, man's going to have his work cut out for him to win this race. Kale Yarbrough out with engine problems. 
The one place a driver hates to watch a race from is a garage area, particularly somebody of Cale Yarbrough's statue. He's one of the toughest in the business. He's through for the day. Earnhardt right now trying to wear out the field as the laps wind down. 154, 188 will make up the distance. He takes about a 10 or 12 car choo-choo train up to turn three. Right now tucked in behind him is Neil Bonnet with Darrell Waltrip. They both look to the inside as they entered into turn number three. Think better of it and pull in the reins. Bonnet would certainly like to slip by and get a little help from Darrell Waltrip and Richard Petty, but right now Earnhardt is just running so strong in that four that no one's going to go underneath him as he comes off the fourth turn. So again, they hold down. Richard Petty takes that higher line through the trioval area. He'll sweep all the way out towards the wall, but does not pick up a spot holding in fourth place. One further name to add to the attrition list as Benny Parsons has just taken the Copenhagen entry into the garage area. He's done for the afternoon. Your leader's back in turn one. Earnhardt showing the way. He's been the charger all day long. They can't get him back any further than third. Every time he gets back, he goes right back to the front, and he is the leader on the backstretch. Right now, they all stay single file down the back straightaway. Now, jumping out line. It's Neil Bonnet being pushed by Darrell Waltrip. Then they think better of it as Earnhardt out dragged him to three. Bonnet sees if he can take the car down low. Can't do it down there. He's a car length off the back bumper of Earnhardt as they sweep off the fourth turn. Going in third is Walter. Fourth is Petty. Fifth is Bill Elliott. Sixth right now is Harry Gant. Really tell, really hard to tell who really has the stuff as we get down to the end of the Talladega 500 here this afternoon. There have been so many cars that have run in that lead draft all afternoon and showed all kinds of strength. But for Darrell Waltrip, this might be a turning point in his bid to overtake Bobby Allison for the Winston Cup Point Championship. Uh, you know, we say it and say it and say it. it it's going to take some luck, all right? It's going to take some good luck for us and some bad luck for him. Uh, if we have a good day here Sunday, everybody knows it's a tough race and... Uh, it's not a piece of cake by any means. So if we have a good day here Sunday, we're going to gain some ground, I would believe. Bobby's having a pretty good day himself. He's led a couple of times in this race, still has the stuff underneath him to win. Earnhardt takes the field to four. Off that turn, Earnhardt gets a challenge from Neil Bonnet, but Bonnet has to slide back in line. Those two are now two car lengths ahead of Darrell Walter. As Dale brings them back down to the start-finish line, Bobby Allison is just a little better than a three-quarters of a straightaway ahead of that lead pack. Now, Allison had the pit all by himself, came back onto the racetrack, and Dave Despain, he has no one to run with. Absolutely nobody in front of Allison all the way around to turn four. He's got to run by himself. The leaders, meanwhile, as they come off turn one or turn two right now, are in an eight-car draft. That's a big advantage for them. Right now, the car in the number five spot looking like a vulture right now, waiting to pick the bones. Bill Elliott, he doesn't seem to have shown his hand. He's been able to hand here all day, being within striking distance of the leaders. Right now, he'll challenge Petty for the fourth spot as Earnhardt is on the point. Earnhardt stays on the point. Neil Bonnet dropping out of the draft a little bit, looks to the inside, trying to set up for a move, can't do anything there, and falls back in line. Waltrip still goes in the third spot. Petty, then Elliott, and Gant. We've completed 161 laps of the 188 that will make up the Talladega 500. The car that's really been doing some looking inside and outside like he wants to test everybody out as they get down to the final laps is the STP machine of Richard Petty. They're in turn three. Right now, Petty riding in that number four spot. He's way up on the rim of the racetrack, high up against the wall right now as Bill Elliott tries to duck underneath him to take over that number four spot. Elliott slides inside to fourth, but Petty's right up alongside him as they come off the turn. Petty has the RPMs off the banking. He moves back into the fourth spot Richard Petty won the spring race here, the Winston 500. He'd like to make it two in a row as they come down to the line. This time he takes it all the way out to the wall, and that 
lead draft is beginning to gain on Bobby Allison. A moment ago, Allison had nine seconds ahead of that front pack. Now it's chopped down to six. The field is in turn two. Two races going on here. Every time they bank off into turn one, they see that big black cloud get a little closer. If rain hits the racetrack, you can bet there's going to be a wholesale scramble for the lead. Right now, it's the equivalent of a 100-yard dash with Earnhardt out front. Bonnet's still right there. And Petty now works again to the high side of that turn, and Elliott will try him down low. Elliott has no luck, has to fall back into line. Now, Earnhardt's cutting it very low in the turn. Cuts it down. He may be heading for a pit stop as Neil Bonnet takes it by, and Earnhardt will turn on to pit road for his stop. Your leader now, Neil Bonnet. So, Neil Bonnet showing the way. Again, he's got company very quickly. Right behind him is Darrell Walchip. Behind him, Richard Petty. But Moore's crew is ready to take care of Dale Earnhardt. Let's go down to Jerry Punch. Well, here comes the Ranger Ford. It's parked here in pit road. It's in front of our position. Bud Moore, Greg Moore, and the crew going to work on the car, and Dale Earnhardt, the leader, getting right side tires. They already have the car jacked. The car coming down off the jack. They're dropping the car. Earnhardt down and away. Good pit stop for two right side tires and Union 76 gasoline. Bobby Allison has broken a windshield on the back stretch. He is coasting. The leaders are whipping by as they go to turn three. Right now, that windshield has completely collapsed, and down the back straightaway this last time, in an effort to break the draft, both Neil Bonnet and Richard Petty almost went down onto the grass as they picked their way around slower traffic. Right now, it's Bill Elliott and Richard Petty dicing it up for third place as Harry Gant ducked onto pit road. Your leader still bonnet. Gant trying to make his final pit stop. Really a bad break for Bobby Allison. It's going to cost him a lot of positions. Talladega has not been his cup of tea lately. I think it was 1981, the last time he won here. As the leaders haul it back into turn number one, the skies get even darker. And Darrell Waltrip takes second spot with Bobby Allison going to the pits. This is going to be a big change in the Grand National standings. You heard Waltrip talking about good luck for him, bad luck for Bobby. It's happened a lap ago. Again, Bonnet goes down the middle of the racetrack. A couple of cars will try to get him on the outside. Waltrip and Petty don't get there in as they move to turn three, the wind is picked up, the flags are whipping, and this storm is fast approaching. And Barney Hall, a miscue on pit road. Harry Gann has slid by his pits about eight or ten, maybe twelve feet. He has backed the car up, and then Bobby Allison pulled in. Gant was unable to get in. Now he's finally got that Skull Buick pulled in the pits, but that's cost him about 25 seconds. Some costly mistakes on pit road today for a lot of the drivers. As we said, it is so hard to judge the speed when you come off the racetrack at 200 miles an hour, kick it down to about 120, 130 on pit road, and then come to a complete stop that quick. We have Benny Parsons in the garage area. Benny, last year at this time, you were running Richard Petty, or rather last race at this time, running Richard Petty down to the wire, but you had problems this afternoon. Yeah, I did, Bill, and I really don't know what it is. Uh, just riding along, and all of a sudden, this car just simply quit like the ignition went away. We tried to change a couple of things and we can't get it to start, so I guess we're just gonna have to pack it in for the day. You still seem very strong early on chasing the pack. Well, I thought the car run pretty good today. Uh, you know, we had a couple of, one bad pit stop, uh, the tire got out of balance or something, the weight flew off the tire, which got us a lap down, and we ran out of fuel, but other than that, it ran with the pack all day. Uh, had we not had those problems, we could probably have been right there for the hunt. Benny Parsons won't be there this afternoon. Benny Parsons, who has really run well at Talladega the last few times here, has been right in on us Talladega finishes. He'll watch this one from the garage area today. Leader continues to be the 27 car, and what a job Neil Bonnet has done in it this afternoon. Right now, Waltrip takes a look at him off the number two corner as they trail out down the back stretch with Richard Petty running third. We've had some pit stops by some of the front runners. Dale Earnhardt has made his final stop. So has Harry Gant. So has Bobby Allison, and apparently they replaced that windshield in Allison's car, get him back onto the speedway, but it's going to cost him a lot of positions. 166 laps on the board. Unofficially, Bobby Allison lost about a lap and a half during that change of windshields, so he has to try and 
then scramble back from further down. He was running eighth just prior to that unscheduled pit stop. The leader still Neil Bonnet, who took over early in the event for an injured Tim Richmond. A bit of debris had flown into Tim Richmond's eye. He was treated, and he's okay. But Neil Bonnet has taken over, and they've seen no reason to remove the man from the seat right now because he's doing a job to lead the Talladega 500. Well, the field working its way through the most recent series of pit stops. Bill Elliott has been in and out of pit road. The wind picking up considerably here. The hats are being held on too tightly. The flags atop the flag stand beside Harold Kinder standing straight up. And the field still working. Lap 171 of 188 here at Talladega. And look who's on top. A man who's won this race twice. The only man to do it, Darrell Waltrip. Well, they may take a gamble. and There's no decision been made if the rain should come in before this one is over, whether they would checkered flag it or whether they would red flag it, depending on the weather condition, I guess, and how extended this storm. Trouble heading into turn number one. Smoke out of one of the machines as he ducks down on the apron of the track. Car disappearing down into the crowd there, slowing off the pace as the field moves around. The leader's still in good shape. They got by without any difficulty. And now the car comes limping by low. No problem, no apparent oil on the racetrack. The car is number 17, Sterling Marlin, the rookie of the year contender. He's coasting on the backstretch. So the track will remain green. A big puff of smoke out of the car. Scary moment there for the rest of the field. Here is Waltrip in and out of the pits. The junior Johnson Pepsi Challenger brings his car on pit road. Now, Earnhardt has pitted. So has Gant. Bobby Allison lost a couple of laps changing that windshield. Bill Elliott made his final pit stop a moment ago, then made another unscheduled stop just a couple of laps later. Richard Petty came in at the same time. And those are the cars that have been on pit road. Waltrip in there right now. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Barney, uh, Darrell Walter did not change tires. About seven and a half seconds is all he was on pit road. Uh, Jeff Hammond, uh, Henry Benfield, and the crew adding just some Union 76 gasoline, and Walter was away. They did not even jack the car up, so they, they will gamble. They will go the rest of the way on the rubber they have on the car. 172 are on the board as the storm gets closer and closer. Ricky Rudd is making his final pit stop in the Piedmont Airlines car. He's had a good run this afternoon. Joe Rutman limping off pit road. They've had more than their share of headaches here this afternoon. He'll certainly be a candidate for the Goodies Headache Award. Skies beginning to threaten in Dave to Spain. You can almost feel that rain now. You sure can. Over here on the backstretch, the fans are packing up. They're ready for it. And the winds are beginning to shift around dramatically. It's going to be real close whether this race will finish before the storm gets here. Reminds you of what happened at Dover, Delaware earlier this year when everybody was racing the checkered flag and also Mother Nature. But what is going on right now has been an outstanding race. And, of course, now it's all going to come tightly back together. That rubber band, so to speak, stretched out for a little bit while the most recent series of pit stops were made. Now it snaps back into place with just 14 laps remaining. Unofficially, or at least now the word we get from NASCAR timing and scoring, they're showing Ricky Rudd as the leader right now. Car number three, the Piedmont Airlines entry. He had just made a pit stop, but the word we get from downstairs is that he is currently showed at the point. 174 laps on the board, and these pit stops have shuffled the field around as they're stretched out all the way around this racetrack, and just about everybody was hoping to have the luxury of pitting under the green and getting back out on the speed, or under the caution, I should say, but that has not been the case here this afternoon. As it winds down at the Alabama International Motor Speedway, 174 laps are on the board and could have a typical Talladega finish yet if the rain will hold off to let this one finish under green. As the cars wind their way around here, Neil Bonnet continues to do just probably the best job we've seen him do this year in that Tim Richmond car, even his own car. I don't think he could have had a better performance even in it. I Hall. 
Daryl Waltrip and Bobby Allison have hooked up together right now. That is going to help out Waltrip, who's still on the lead lap. And one thing to point out is this wind picks up. These cars are really being buffeted down the backstretch. And you can see these drivers wrestling with these 3,700-pound stock cars and having a real tough time of it right now. Well, the wind is a big factor at Daytona and Talladega as it comes whipping up across the corners and the bottom of the racetrack. Depending on the angle it strikes these cars, it can move them over at least one or two lanes. Right now, Neil Bonnet still being posted as the leader. I don't think he has been on pit road, Jerry Punch, has he? No, Neil Bonnet has not been in, uh, Barty Hall. We expect Neil in the next couple laps. We're watching the old Milwaukee crew, but Bonnet has yet to make an appearance. So Neil Bonnet may stay out there and gamble as the laps wind down. He certainly don't want to run out of fuel. We've had a couple of races this year already where that has been a factor and cost uh, at least two or three drivers a victory in Winston Cup competition. Tim Richmond makes his pit stop and has a problem on pit road. Let's go to Jerry Punch. Uh, Neil Bonnet, the old Milwaukee Pontiac, Barney Hall came in. They, they just added fuel only for seven seconds as Bonnet was about to leave. The car stalled. Tim Brewer and Barry and all the other crew up there, the old Milwaukee crew, pushed Bonnet down pit road. The car fired back up about eight or nine seconds later, but still that's eight or nine seconds here at Talladega. We're going to be down to it shortly. Just ten laps to go. 177 on the board. So far, the rain has held off. We are down to it at Talladega, 178 laps on the board. There are nine to go when they cross the line this time. Waltrip is the leader. Earnhardt rides in the number two spot. They've broken the draft on everyone else, and they're about five or six seconds ahead of Ricky Rudd, the third-place car, and Ricky is slowing down, heading into turn number one. Let's go over to, to Dave Despain. Rudd apparently has lost something in the car. He has dropped off the pace of the two leaders, and this is going to come down to a two-car shootout. It is Waltrip leading Earnhardt by a car length on the back stretch. Right now, as they link up together, there's a couple of drafts behind them. Those are all lapped automobiles. Joe Ruttman, Bobby Allison, Ron Bouchard. Earnhardt took a look to the inside as they went into turn number three. Thinks better of it. Now pulls up behind the back bumper of the Pepsi Chevrolet. Well, you know that Earnhardt will not let go of Darrell Waltrip. Two hard chargers will fight it out for the final nine laps. Coming down to eight laps as they swing off turn number four. It's Waltrip, your leader, with Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt just hangs on to the draft. They know they can, might have a chance to settle it among themselves. Daryl told me just yesterday what you do in those final laps. The whole deal here, it's, a, it's a really a frustrating place to race. You come off the fourth turn, anywhere else you got a little lead, you feel like you've won the race, and you usually have. Come off the fourth turn here with a little lead, and you hold your breath as long as you can because it's a long way down to that finish line, and it's a lot of races won and lost in that distance. Waltrip right now watching Earnhardt in the mirror, and they will run nose to tail. No chance of any passing right there for the moment. They want to put as much daylight on the rest of the field as they can as they move up to Dave Sutherland in turn four. As many drivers have found out, being in front on the final lap may not necessarily be where you want to be. Right now, that's where Darrell Waltrip is. He's got Dale Earnhardt a car length off his bumper and three lap cars helping the draft right behind him. Uh, the situation also, they're keeping an eye on Ricky Rudd's car. He limps his way around after a problem through the tri-oval last time by, and he had to go all the way around this two-and-a-half-mile racetrack to try and get back towards the pit area. At a tough break for the Piedmont Airlines entry, your leader's still in that tight five-car draft in turn two. When Rudd went by here, he was dead inch, and that car is definitely out of it. Waltrip leading Earnhardt. Nobody's been able to keep Earnhardt in their mirror much today. He's been able to go to the front. He's in turn three. Right now, going down the back straightaway, they're tucked very tightly together. Bobby Allison nearly touches the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt as Earnhardt battles with Waltrip under the 33-degree banking. Bobby Allison wanted to get his lap back. He'd have an opportunity right now to really mix up things in the front. It's Darrell Waltrip continuing to lead the Talladega 500 with Dale Earnhardt in pursuit. Wind has died a bit. is still gusting across the corners. That could be an easy factor to get out of shape in these final laps as Waltrip brings the Pepsi Challenger across the line. Bobby Allison tucks in behind Dale Earnhardt, the second-place car. They're back in one. Three-lapped automobile 
automobiles following the two leaders in a tight five-car draft. Good sense would say that those three drivers will stay behind the leaders, although obviously all of them would like to unlap themselves. Allison particularly because he's got the point challenger, Darrell Waltrip, just two lengths in front of him. Those three cars behind the leaders have the best seat in the house right now for what is turning out to be a two-car shootout in the final laps of the Talladega 500. Earnhardt still tucked behind the bumper of the Pepsi Chevrolet. We're getting down to the gunfight at the Talladega Corral, and at this point, the contestants are Darrell Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt trying to flex some muscles on the Junior Johnson Pepsi Challenger, tries to pull Earnhardt off the, tour, the turn and can't do it. And right now, everybody has to hearken back to all the talks we've had about strategy over the years here at Talladega. Do you want to lead on the last lap? Do you want to be in the number two spot? Again, remember, for those of you who've never been here, the start-finish line is nearly in turn number one here at the Speedway. So after you come off the fourth corner, a lot of real estate with which to play. They're off to turn number two. Still no change in position. If Earnhardt's going to make a move, he's apparently saving it for late. He's following Walter by a car length. They seem very content to stay that way. They're coming up on a couple of slower cars. Ken Reagan, the tournament. Chevrolet also the slower car of Ronnie Thomas. They'll be moving up on them now as they move to the high side in turn three. Earnhardt already knows what his car can do. Is he holding back? Has he seen all that Darrell Waltrip's got under the hood of the Pepsi Challenger? We don't know. We've still got a couple laps to find out. Waltrip leads Earnhardt. Three laps to go at the Talladega 500. Waltrip is the leader. Earnhardt tags along in the second spot. They've broken the draft on Neil Bonnet and the rest of the field, so it looks like it might come down to just these two cars. Neither one has put a move on. Going around the racetrack, they want to get as much separation on the rest of that third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place car as they can. Bonnet is the third place car. Petty is fourth. Fifth right now is Bodine. Sixth is Gant. They're all on that lead lap, but there's a pretty good separation between first and second. Benny Parsons hit it right on the head here yesterday when he said in that final lap, you just get one shot. One shot. You got one move. And if it's the right one, you're a hero. If it's the wrong one, you're a goat. And there's no, there's no other way to do it. We're going to find out who's the GOAT here very shortly. Field is over in turn two. Earnhardt has been a long time since he's won a super speedway race. In fact, he went something like 36 starts before he finally won the Nashville race a couple of weeks ago. He's hungry. He wants Waltrip. For the next and last time, they scream down this back shoot with the Pepsi Challenger out front. Earnhardt, the Wrangler, T-Bird, content to stay there. And we'll have to wait it out again as he moves into turn three. Just a year ago, Waltrip won it. Now he opens up a two-car length margin on Dale Earnhardt. It's like a runner putting on his finishing kick to the to the finish line. He comes off the fourth turn, and Earnhardt is a car length behind Waltrip. So Dale Earnhardt holding tight. They look for the signal from Harold Kinder as they come back to the start-finish line. The white flag is out here at Talladega. Everybody stands as Darrell Waltrip leads Earnhardt into turn one for the last time. Precisely a car length between them. Waltrip comes down low on the racetrack. Earnhardt comes right with him. Allison there, laps down, in arrears. The move is going to come on the final turn as Waltrip leads him out on the backstretch for the final time. They explode down this back straightaway at better than 200 miles per hour. Earnhardt drops to the inside. Waltrip tried to cut him off. Waltrip on the outside with Earnhardt taking the lead into turn three. The final roll of the dice, and right now it's Dale Earnhardt, and Bobby Allison has fallen him through, and it's between Earnhardt and Waltrip as they come off turn number four. It's Dale Earnhardt with the lead. He's got Waltrip behind him as Allison gets out of the way. Earnhardt brings him down into the dogleg. Waltrip will have one final shot. Here he comes, trying to draft down on the apron the track and get underneath him. There's traffic dead ahead as they cross the stripe. It'll be Earnhardt by a half a car length. Waltrip will finish second. 
and Dale Earnhardt can credit Bobby Allison with helping him with that win. When Earnhardt pulled out to make the move, Bobby went with him, giving him a little extra draft and a little extra boost. That made a big difference. Neil Bonnet is the third place car. We're looking for his machine to come around the racetrack and take the checkered flag as just Diz does that and scoots off into turn number one. Here comes Richard Petty. He'll finish fourth. And what a finish at Talladega. Earnhardt taking a big gamble going down the back straightaway to make that move. If Allison had not pulled out with him and tucked in behind Darrell Waltrip, it would have been going back to the rear of the field for Earnhardt. So you got to give Allison some credit for that one. The Bud Moore Wrangler team is jubilant down on pit road. They were jumping up and down those fast last couple of laps. And as we were here in the tower, can't see a better finish than that. And as we said, at the key move, everybody, even all the guys sitting here in the tower and people all around the racetrack were saying, hey, if Bobby Allison tucks down and gives Earnhardt a little push, it'll really enhance his chances to pass Darrell on that final lap. And that's exactly what he did, going down the back straightaway. Let's Marty check in with Jerry Punch in victory lane. Well, Dale Earnhardt's trying to get unstrapped. Uh, we got a guy here who's smiling ear to ear. And uh, Bud Moore, congratulations on a super team effort. Well, you know, the car ran real well all week, and uh, we were car set up real good and Dale drove one heck of a good race today and it just the brakes fell for us the good Lord kept the rain away for the checker flag and it was a good run now between Darrell and him at the end and uh, we we're really proud of the Wrangler T-Bird and uh, everybody that was involved in preparing this car to get it ready to run. Well, you're a little bit modest. We were telling the fans during the race, but you, you reminded us of Vince Lombardi going up and down behind the bench there. You were telling every single Wrangler crew member what to do in the next stop and you guys had some blistering pit stops. Well, you know, and up front and uh, we won the race Saturday night two weeks ago in Nashville, Tennessee. The crew's been really pepped up and everything's been going great. And they've done a heck of a job getting him in and out of the pits. We knew that last pit stop was going to be very critical. We need to get at least 16 gallons of gas in. So they got 18 gallons and two tires on it and that put that made the difference. Well, that certainly made a difference. And Bud Moore going over to congratulate Dale Earnhardt right now. Dale will be getting out of the car momentarily. We'll be back to victory lane. Well, as the rain is beginning to come in right now, the storm will hit in full fury here in just a moment. The race fans will be running for cover, but right now they are all standing up cheering for Dale Earnhardt and the Wrangler team. He puts it all together and gets by Waltrip here at the start-finish line to win the Talladega 500. So add another new face at Talladega. Exactly. Dale Earnhardt was one of those who had never won here, so 15 races. 14 different faces. Still only Darrell Waltrip, the man to have won twice here at Talladega. Eli Gold, the 14th face, just climbed out of the Wrangler T-Bird. Dale Earnhardt, congratulations on a super victory. Thank you, Bud Moore and the uh, whole crew did a real good job. Wrangler sponsor and, you know, everybody was super today. Uh, car ran good all day long. I couldn't ask for nothing to run no better. And, you know, it was lucky right there at the end to get by Darrell. He was running real good. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be in his position that he was in when he got the white flag. But uh, luckily, I was in the right place. Let's talk about the last lap for just a moment, uh, Dale. The, uh, you almost got an assist down the back straightaway. You pulled down on the inside, and uh, it looked like a little bit of a gamble, that move back there, because if you don't get a drafting partner, it's hard to go by in turn three, but Bobby came down behind you. Well, I could have drafted by Darrell whether Bobby was there or not, but Bobby helped a little after we got down in the corner. But uh, Darrell tried to run us down the infield, and we, we got by him anyway. I was, I was ready to rub metal. Well, you certainly were hungry for a victory. You won a couple of weeks ago at Nashville, and uh, what you didn't see all day was the way Bud Moore and Greg Moore and the guys in the pits here were just, they had everything prepared, and the pit stops we were timing with our Timex equipment here on pit road, uh, outstanding, 13, 14 second range all afternoon. Well, like I said, they did a good job all day, and they was prepared for this race. The car ran good in qualifying and in practice, and we was really pumped up for the race, and, uh, you know, it was a real good day for us. Any close calls out there? I know there were quite a few cautions and uh, a number of people coming, slipping and sliding. It gets a little bit hairy in the trial with the wind blowing, doesn't it? Well, it does. The biggest thing was slow cars got in the way a little more today than what I thought they would after the driver's meeting ahead. And, uh, 
it was a little bit dangerous a couple times with them, but uh, other than that, we had a pretty good day. I know you got to feel good uh, for the team. The first half of the season, you had your ups and downs, and we were talking before, you hopefully got all your bad luck out of the way because the second half of the season has sure been a barn burner for the Wrangler team. Well, already it's been a better year than last year. We've already won two races this year, and the season's not over yet, and things are looking real good for us the rest of the season, and, you know, I'm just, I just can't wait. Well, that's Dale Earnhardt victorious here in the Talladega 500, the 14th different face. Well, a typical Talladega finish. Darrell Waltrip's been on on just about the last six or seven here. He's standing by right now in the garage with Bill Bowser. Well, Darrell, it was down to that last lap again at Talladega. Well, it, would, uh, it was a great race, and uh, like I said, I want to thank the Lord for a good, safe race, and I'm tickled to death that we run all day and finish second. I'm just sorry what happened on the last uh, lap there. I think if Dale and I had, had a clear track that the race would have maybe turned out a little different, but uh, I'm not making excuses. you got to pass everybody. Nobody has to get out of your way, and sometimes people don't. Early on, of course, it was really hard running. Then down to that last lap, were you looking at those rain clouds? Well, that's what we were thinking. We knew the rain was coming, and uh, we were hoping maybe just to, as we come into the line, maybe it'd start raining it, throw a caution, and that would take all the uh, excitement out of the last lap. I can't help but believe that that last lap would have turned out differently, though. I'd sure uh, like just for him and me to run it over and see what happened. Bill, does Darrell have a headset? Yes, he does. Darrell, this is Barney up at the tower. We were yeah, speculating Barney. that uh, that last lap, that if Bobby did tuck in behind Earnhardt and give him a little boost, it would certainly enhance his chances to win. He said in victory lane that it wouldn't have made any difference. He could have passed you anyway, but it had to make a difference, didn't it? Well, you know, if uh, if, uh, if somebody's going to help somebody, well, I guess it'd be likely that he would help him. He certainly wasn't going to stay behind me, and I feel like if... Uh, if he just hadn't even been a factor, that's the thing, Barney. When you're two laps down, uh, the, courtesy, the courtesy thing is, uh, the sportsmanlike thing is to get the heck out of the way and let the boys that's trying to win the race go at it. And that's what I'd try to do, and I'm just sorry it didn't happen that way. Well, tough luck on the finish, but you're like we said, you're right in there. It's next week or a couple of weeks from now. Coming up, you got another shot at Michigan. Well, it's yeah, a good and, run. I, and I'd like to say hello to everybody in Franklin and up in North Wilkesboro and, and Flossie and Julie and uh, everybody at home. It's list of the race today. And, Keep the faith, because we're coming back. Darrell Waltrip in the garage area, finishing second here today, but running his heart out. A couple of weeks from now, we'll be up in Michigan. He'll have another shot at it. Earnhardt the winner in the Wrangler jeans machine here this afternoon at Talladega. A few raindrops moved in over turns one and two, and it looks like the bottom is going to fall out, and Noah's going to bring out the arc here shortly. That is a vicious storm down that way, and if it gets here, we're really going to get some heavy rain in a moment. Well, if 15 Talladega 500s in the record book, 14 different winners. Darrell Waltrip almost made himself the first man in history to win it three times, but it didn't turn out that way, as you heard him say in the garage here a moment ago. A lot of timely moves made today, and it's time right now that we swing around to our turn announcers and other people on the Motor Racing Network this afternoon for a vote on the Timex Timeliest Move of the Race Award. Let's go to turn one and Dave Despain. Well, of course, the big race today was for the Talladega 500 checkered flag, but the big race year-long is for the Grand National Championship, and say what you will about that last lap. Bobby Allison definitely protected his point lead a little bit there with the effort that he made in keeping Walter back and uh, preventing him from winning the race. The point race is very tight going down to the wire. I think that's perhaps the timeliest move of the season. Let's go up to turn number three and Mark Garrell. I think I have to go with the winner, Dale Earnhardt. I think that he got a look, of course, at what happened the first race here in May when Benny Parsons and Lake Speed stayed behind the leader and just never got a chance to pull the trigger on Richard Petty. This time he decided to do it down the backstretch. Darrell Waltrip tried to push him off into the grass, and as, Darryl, as Dale Earnhardt said in victory lane, he was prepared to, to get in there and rub fenders. So I'll go with Dale Earnhardt for that great move down the back straightaway to take the win. Dave Sutherland up in turn four. Well, I'll throw my uh, vote into the Bobby Allison camp for that timely move to preserve uh, some semblance of his point lead as he managed to 
just slip in there. After all, the, uh, the overall point championship and the money that goes with it is very important, especially to Bobby Allison. Five points could make the difference in the, the, at the end of the season, so I think I'd have to vote for Allison today myself. Even though the protests of Earnhardt to the contrary, where he said he probably could have uh, made the similar moves on the last lap without Bobby's help, I would have to say Allison was certainly timely in what he did. Jerry Punch, let's see if he's still standing by in the garage. I'll have to concur, uh, Barney. We're here in Victory Lane, of course. Earnhardt's crew getting still getting the accolades from the Union Race Stoppers and Miss Winston, Margaret Called, and all the people here, Miss Talladega. But I'll have to say that uh, Earnhardt felt his car was awfully strong, and I'll have to say the old basketball move with the pick and roll with uh, Earnhardt doing the rolling and uh, Allison doing the picking out of turn three. Uh, I'll have to say Allison had a timely move. Bill Bowser in the garage. I have to give it to Bobby Allison. You know, he had to protect the lead in the points, and he sure did it on his move, so it's Allison from here. So $300 will be awarded to Bobby Allison as his team for the Timex Timeliest Move of the Race Award. And they'll give Neil Bonnet the Goodies Headache Award, not so much because he, able, he was able to scramble back in Tim Richmond's car and have a heck of a finish in third place, but more so because his car, which was running well, got taken out as part of that uh, second lap deal, which obviously was actually precipitated by Neil Bonnet when an engine went sour. So Neil Bonnet wins the Goodies Headache Award here this afternoon. Let's give you the final finish, unofficial finish, for the Talladega 500. Congratulations to the Wrangler team of Bud Moore and Dale Earnhardt picking up their first Talladega 500 win, their second victory this year. Running second, Darrell Walker, Neil Bonnet did a heck of a job bringing the Tim Richmond car home in third position after Bonnet was involved in that first car crash that brought out the caution on lap number two. So Bonnet and Richmond will get credit for the third spot. Finishing fourth will be Richard Petty, fifth to Harry Gant, sixth to Jeff Bodine, seventh to Dick Brooks, eighth to Bill Elliott, ninth to Bobby Allison, tenth position, good run for Mark Martin today in that car. Finishing 11th will be Kyle Petty, 12th to a former winner of the Talladega 500, Ron Bouchard, finishing 13th and a super good run for the young rookie driver Bobby Hill and Junior. 14th position going to Ken Reagan, 15th to Joe Rutman, 16th to Ricky Rudd, 17th to Trevor Boys, 18th to Buddy Arrington, 19th spot to Al Elmore, another rookie contender. Finishing in 20th, Ronnie Thomas. 21st will be Sterling Marlin. 22nd, Benny Parsons. He had really hard luck here today. Car was capable of winning. Mechanical failures put him in the garage. 23rd to J.D. McDuffie. 24th to Cale Yarborough. Boy, was he a candidate for the Goodies Headache Award, but he comes home in 24th position. 25th going to David Pearson. 26th to Lake Speed. 27th to Morgan Shepard. 28th spot goes to Buddy Baker. 29th position. That's Terry Labonte finishing in 30th. Mike Potter, 31st, will go to Jody Ridley. 32nd, Dave Marcus. 33rd position to Cecil Gordon. Bobby Walwack will finish 34th. 35th, that's the Neil Bonnet car that went out early this afternoon, as we said. 36th position to Grant Adcox. 37th to Billy Harvey. 38th to Tommy Gale. 39th to Dick Skillen. And 40th position to Travis Tiller. Well, it's history at the Alabama International Motor Speedway. As we said again earlier when we came on the air earlier this afternoon, a good possibility the odds were in the favor of a different driver winning the Talladega 500 and Eli Gold. It turned out that way. Turned out just that way as Dale Earnhardt indeed uh took the opportunity, a little help from his friends there at the end, despite protests to the contrary by Dale, but however it worked out, he got the checkered flag. We'd like to say a special thanks to our turn reporters today, Dave Despain, who covered the action in one and two, Mark Guerra over in turn number three, Dave Sutherland in turn number four, and in the garage area today, Bill Bowser, and a super good job in the pits this afternoon for Dr. Jerry Punch of Daytona Beach, Florida, as he covered everything that happened on pit road for us here at the Talladega 500. To Jim Norton, who was a runner in the pits today, did quite a bit of service for us, and Wayne Smith, and the scoring today, Butch Owens and Louise Fraser. We'll speak to you next from Michigan International Speedway for the running of the Champion Spark Plug 400. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network.
with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.